welcome to session four of Spellcast Adventures. Yay! <laughs> we have everyone here. Everyone's all good to go. And um, if you are new here, my name is Kira Cosmo. I am new to Dungeons and Dragons, and I have one, two, three, four, five almost forever DMs. And an actual DM for this campaign teaching me how to play this game. <laughs> I am new. I'm the noob. Anyways, let's get into introductions. Um, let's start over to the corner with Josh. Hey, that's me. I'm Josh. I play uh, the Warforged Rogue Diggin. Perfect. And next to him is our friend Zach. Hello, everyone. I'm Zach. I play Doran, the Dragonborn Barbarian. Perfect. And next to, on the other side of me, we have Magic. Hello, everybody. I'm Magic. I play Tarak, a half orc monk. Perfect. And down below, we have Sarah. Hi, guys. I'm Sarah, and I play Max Mill, the Tiefling Sorcerer. Awesome. And right below, last but not least, we have Mr. Nate. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, I am Nate. I play Soren, the uh, half-elf blade singer rogue. Perfect. And uh, for me, I am Kira Cosmo, or in the game, I am Penelope, a.k.a. Pippi, and I play a rabbit folk... a rabbit folk wizard. Anyways, let's get into today's session with Mr. BM, the DM. How are we doing, That's sir? That's me. Good. Stressed. So stressed. <laughs> because there hasn't been D&D for a week. Oh, it's bad. I know. But we're back, and we're ready to go. Um, I'm so roll just dice a quick... soon. I'm going to forget how. I know. I don't remember how to roll dice either. It's bad. Um, just to re... Quick recap from our last session. Um, our adventurers found themselves up in Fort Rawing, um, northwest of Mitotona, uh, having some discussions, finding out some histories from uh, from Doran about his family, and uh, you know, trying to figure out where Elric Varen went off to, trying to chase down his tail, um, because that's the one person that they believe is currently held captive by a group of bandits called the Ivory Phantoms. Um, got some information on where they're at, but that'd be in Goblin territory up to the northeast. And everybody had a long rest, so if you did not on your character yet, hit long rest, open your character sheet, take a long rest. Um, because we're all exhausted of not playing D&D, everybody can have inspiration this session to start with, too. Everybody gets one inspiration dice <laughs> to play with. Um, don't forget, too, those of you watching the stream, if you want, you can donate to our coffee account and buy these folks... Let this group of fine folks here some re-rolls. Um, you can also buy DM re-rolls uh, for $5 each or $10 each. I can't remember exactly, but check out the link. It's got everything you need to know in there. And with that, we will just jump right in and get started. So after an evening's rest, uh, the veil recedes in the red and you all wake up um, to a little bit of bustling and noise outside as some of the guards are running around quickly um you're awoken by a bunch of hurried talking digging you're the first to notice everything that's going on out the door as um guards are quickly clearing out and gathering kind of around the chapel area 
Um, and peeking out the window is those of you that very quickly hear the racket and kind of wake up. Uh, you see, just peering out the window, can easily make out the shape of people carrying a body out on a stretcher. And a... Let's see. What are our fine folks' perceptions here passively? Pippi and Soren and Diggin, all of you notice through the crowd um, the bronze dragonborn tail hanging off the stretcher as they take this person away. <gasps> Is that... They got him. They did. <sighs> I didn't think it would be so fast. Are What's we... going on? Are we next? Uh, um, the dragonborn we spoke to, he was... It appears as though someone dealt with him in the night. Already? We only came yesterday. I know. Oh. Well, at least we came here yesterday. Gave him a bit of a heads up. A life saved. If you can call it that. Do you think they'll let us investigate? No, I doubt they leave behind any sort of... No. These are professionals, right? The fangs do not leave a trace. <sighs> well, we did... We did warn him. He accepted his fate, it seems. <clears throat> Looking... You said the body is covered, right? Yes, it is covered, but there's a tail hanging out. Okay. So we can't see if, like, he put up a struggle or anything like that? Definitely not from here, no. Right. He did say that he was okay with it. Another life needs saved. Time. Yes. Of the essence. Quite so. We should, um, we should begin our day. I am very Breakfast worried first, about or... Elric. Um, I am as well. I think... I, Breakfast I'm, on the road, I'm, I think, maybe. Yeah, I'm too. I'm, I'm a little too worried. Um, yeah. Oh, paperwork. Right, I need to go drop that off. Um, just, so I, just so I know, we're all um, in agreement on uh, the Midnight Parliament, right? This is a bit of a edgy name, but it's pretty cool in my opinion. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's growing on me. All right, I'll go drop off the paperwork. Um... Suppose I'll meet you all at the gate. Uh, just a moment. I I'll do love the outside. midnight. I'm able to Are see the stars. Guard, um, guarding the, uh, the deceased dragonborn, or is they, they, you said they were carrying him out on a stretcher? Or are they still really quick, Mendrick? I think we're picking you up through Sarah's mic, and you're unmuted. Mm, we did that intentionally. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's it a bit really bad. Yep. If you could just speak up just a little bit for me and repeat it, Magic. Yeah, sorry. Um, are there guards guarding the dead body? They're currently kind of escorting it out. Um, it's being taken away outside. Uh, appears anything that they did inside was quick and a little bit of research, but really they're taking it out to what you notice was a makeshift graveyard outside. It seems kind of that's where they're taking it now. Sarak um, walks 
after them and uh, he walks up and says uh, one moment um, may I see the body um, there's a there's a group of like four of them each kind of carrying this stretcher they're not hurrying off with it it's it's a little slow and they stop for a moment and the one in the front the lead one turns back and why would you need to see the body as he reaches up and he does pull back as he's asking. I am looking for things that may help us prevent this again. Oh, well, as he pulls back the sheet, you can see that it is, in fact, um, the dragonborn that you admit previously, um, Keth Torion. Um, Keth is now has a cut throat and is missing the right brow ridge over his eye. Um, Tarak waves um, Doran over. Doran uh, approaches and takes one look at <clears throat> Keth's body and just turns and says, yes, that is the work of the fangs. This valve that is missing, is that something they do? It is or... proof of the kill. They have to take that back to their masters to prove that they have dealt with their target. Is there anything on the body that you see that can help us in any way? No, no. The fangs are well trained. They know not to leave any trace behind. The only way I know that this is the fangs is because he was a target and that they took his brow. Tarak like turns to the guards and says... Thank you for your time. Uh, yeah, you said the fangs? Who are they? Uh, personal business. Never you mind. Forget you heard that. You're better off not knowing. The captain may want to hear more about it if some assassin group called the fangs is running amok in camp. No, they are long gone by now. And if they aren't, they will be shortly because we are leaving as well. And so, are you with no, the fangs? No, I did not mean to infer no. that we are the fangs, no. Oh. I'm telling you that I may also be on their hit list and I am leaving. Oh. Well. I saved and speak the truth. When we leave, your troubles will be gone. They will leave with us. Well, uh, and uh, this is. And he just leaves. Right, uh, sir, did you get their names? Uh, what's your name, sir? As Doran, if you're still standing there. Uh, best you don't know. And he walks away, following Tarak. What the most ominous? <laughs> um, <laughs> he Batmaned me. <laughs> Ninja vanish. And I walk away. <laughs> Did I, I overhear that conversation? Uh, if you followed him outside, you definitely did. I think I'm, I'm yeah, I'm probably, I see. I've never been on a hit list before. <laughs> oh, there's a first time for everything, Miss Pippi. Oh, man. They didn't teach this in school. <laughs> right. Soren, 
Um, dropping off his paperwork with Captain. Yep. All right. So Captain Arwell is already awake and uh, being briefed and um, about kind of walking in step with you. You see the sergeant leave that was uh, escorting the body outside and kind of catches pace with you and starts walking up. Um, and trying to get my again. attention or no, just, just walking in the, the same direction too. as you. Yep. Same okay. direction as you and sees your paperwork. And like, could I, could I look at that really quick? Um, I suppose. Why? I hey. hand him the stack of papers or it's not it's like a couple name. papers. Yeah. Yeah. Looks at the name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Okay. Making sure your friend know. said something about the fangs and I just was making sure that you're not registering under some fang name. And oh, Oh, is he talking about, gonna that, hear about that. that fantasy of his again? Fantasy? Yes, the fangs. He loves talking about them. It's a it's a little tale that he tells us. I think it's supposed to be some sort of local it's, legend of his yeah. that... Uh, I'm aware know. that someone just died last night. No, really. I know. It, it's, it, it's a delusion, mm. I'm afraid. He believes that every person who dies is... Uh, uh, under mysterious circumstances, is a fun is a, a a victim of these these fangs, as he calls them. All right, he is rolling an inside check, and you have the option to try to deceive him if you would like. Yeah, sure. Do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yay. Sorry, eighteen. A pathetically low inside check. So get seems a little shaken from the day's events. It is like, oh, uh, I am okay. sorry about well, the, the, un the unfortunate loss it. of your your clerical priest yeah. does, does he always walk away mysteriously both of them <laughs> has... they both they both said don't worry about my neighbor just like walked away like they were too cool to talk to me all of a sudden they have a Cause... very interesting demeanor with people i'm afraid but they're good folk i i like them myself as long as you all are leaving that's fine by me we are indeed um hence the paperwork so good all right, well, I I guess I won't bother the captain with this fangs business and nonsense then. We have a funeral to take care of and prepare. So, good day to you, sir. Hard good day to you as well. It's back out. Um, yeah, so it, it appears that as you enter, um, there's a little bit of a hubbub. Um, the captain is sitting behind a desk. Um, you can tell that she's very rested, but already beleaguered with the day's news, opening her breakfast and coffee to the tales of someone being murdered in the night within her camp walls and mm -hmm. she is chewing out some poor young man who's standing there at the entrance or at the front of the desk uh she says you allowed them to slip in in the night all of your guards i, I want to know who was sleeping who wasn't paying attention and who was getting too drunk on coltag's brew to ban them from having anything else the poor man is almost pissing himself like I, I, we didn't see anything everybody was awake everybody was well fed nobody was sleeping i did my rounds every 10 minutes to make sure i didn't stop to play none of you no one was even rolling dice last night ma'am i swear to you nothing fine out of my face i'll deal with you later just and kind of like standing <laughs> at attention just head down but like slight smirk just <laughs> very quickly retreats out of the room and she looks to you as she's like flipping through some papers. Yes, your paperwork is morning. done. Good morning. Is. Yes. Okay, let's take a look really quickly, if you don't mind. Of course. And you have the, the fee. Oh, I thought I paid that last night. But yes, of course, here. And 
Wait, Ender, the you went. I, I, I'm so sorry. You did. It was the morning has not been kind to me. No, I woke in from my bed. Quite unfortunate. Coffee. Coffee. Oh, for me? Yes, for you. Oh yes, of course. I'd love some. We've got a long road, okay. so I wouldn't mind. All right. Well, <sighs> she begins to go over your paperwork. Um, as an aside, did every, everybody signed correct? I don't think we actually had everything signed we, this morning. I don't think we actually no. did anything well, about it. I thought it was <laughs> we just like explained away we signed it last night kind of thing. I, I don't think know. people didn't want to use their real names and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? She flips to the back page, and I know there is some stuff for this, so I do want to go back to this. Um, <laughs> okay, you have everyone's name, but you all forgot to sign it right here. I need names oh. and signatures from everybody. To, to oh, associate that they are part right. of this group. Right. Listen, go get, go get the signatures. Yep. Come back. Take the coffee with you. Enjoy it. And I'll take the cup in the completed form when you return. Please. Right. Two so seconds. We're not that bureaucratic, but it needs to be done properly. I'll just like snatch the paper and just like really quickly walk out. Just like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the crowd has already begun to disperse around the clergy as well. They've all kind of started to make their way outside, and even the guards up on the parapets and the ramparts have like made their way to the southern wall to be able to see the graveyard. Um, but there's a small ceremony being done out there that's, um, if you kind of stop to peek outside, you can see that another dragonborn is running the ceremony, um, but it is being like translated to other languages as well. Is this one anybody that seen before? There was a few other Dragonborn in camp. Um, this one is in guard's uniform. Oh, uh, I think I... Did, Did anybody ever... follow the procession out to the funeral? I think Doran probably would have. I would have gone to. Okay. I just noticed, I glanced over at the stream as I pulled it up to idle it, and I'm like, wow, I'm sitting like with my chin below the camera line. <laughs> <laughs> Hydrate. All right. <laughs> in a couple days. Oh, it's been Not like a back. week. There. Okay. Um, yeah. So if, if those of you that do follow out, um, Doran, uh, you quickly do note that it does follow a lot of the, the person leading this freely leads it in draconic, um, following the rights of dragonborn slaves um what you what you had witnessed before growing up those same rights are being given here um and in common tongue you know there's there's a bit of translation um it roughly is translating in common by one of the, the other senior clergymen um to being free from bondage and chains of the mortal coil um it does mention nomatothra by name uh by the name Nomatothra, not something else. Um, those of you who have any positive skill in religion, so if you you don't have to be trained in it, but if you have a plus one or better in religion, um, you know that Nomatothra is a place of like afterlife that different religions viewed in different ways. There's some loose and literal tra or liberal translations across religions about this this afterlife of Nomatothra. Um, but yeah, it's a very brief ceremony. 
that's mostly about the soul being freed to enter the great cycle again. So, um, all in all, ceremony takes about 15 minutes as they inter the body. Probably should for a burial change the music so it's not like do, 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 do. Um, but the procession is over just as quickly as it began and people return quickly to their posts um, some that were having breakfast head back to their food which may have cooled a little bit um, and one of the clergymen stays stays behind as a few people come up and have personal individual moments and just kind of supports those. Um, you see another one of the dragonborn from the camp come up, um, crying, but makes her way through some very hushed conversation, and then retreats back to back to the interior of the fort. What would you all like to do? Dagan will go to Yarin. Uh, Yarin had made her way to watch the ceremony from the southern kind of edge of the, the ramparts, but off to one of the corners. So she's over in the southwestern corner. Pretty much at like max viewing distance to kind of listen in. Yo, I'll approach her and kind of look in, I would guess the northeastern direction of where we're headed. Are you she ready? Doesn't say anything very death seems to follow us uh, usually I'm the one bringing it oh, it's, it's a little strange to be on the opposite side of death however it's the one that I've grown accustomed to in this line of work just not someone so close Likewise. But when do we leave? Diggin believes everyone is gathering. Very good. I'll watch for you to exit the gate and join you. Good. And I'll head back over and just stand at the gate. Looking outwards. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I give Doran like a little half hug and ask, "How, how are you taking this all, Mister Doran?" Um, he had made peace with his fate, and that is all anyone can do. But we must not dwell on what has transpired here. Simply, we must continue our mission and keep our head on a swivel. I look behind me. <laughs> Don't kind of half chuckles and just. I did not mean literally right this second, young lady. <laughs> they they probably would have left by now, so that does make sense. But um, you know, you never know. You never know. Uh, we should find the others. We are probably leaving soon. Yes, it's a good a good idea. All right. Well, off we go. You all do see um, Soren running back to the 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 uh, <laughs> place you guys were staying, the little uh, 
the little cabin inside the encampment. Ah. And those. We, we forgot to sign it. Um, it's it's only good if it's signed by everyone. Yeah, we forgot. Right. <laughs> Can I like stealth out of the room? Can I try? Sure. <laughs> These guys we can... forgot. <laughs> Everybody can see you, so you can't roll stealth. <laughs> oh, no. a... oh no! Are you sure? Twenty. Disadvantage because we're all watching. I, I was it's just like, point. oh, hey, look over there, and I just kind of like slink right. out the door. Batman. <laughs> Doran has that ring. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. He's got the he's got the hey look over there ring. Um. Yeah, unfortunately, since everybody can see you, stealth is not an option if you're standing there going, oh. But you do kind of nonchalantly make your exit, and, but everybody does notice it. Darn it. Okay. Where's she going? Oh, I don't know. Breakfast? <laughs> I pull Only out routine, my I suppose. And I'll be the first to sign. All right, show of hands, really quick, who is using their character's uh, name as it's known by the rest of the party? If anybody's hands. deceiving. Hand, hand. there we go. Hand, hands good. Hands oh, I'll, good. Go, I'll go full name. Same. Okay. All right. Does this, um, um, is this a conflict of interest with my guild? No. No, this is uh, just, this is, your guild Tax doesn't have reasons. any requirements for you to bring back anything. Um but this does allow you to normally for you your guild if you're at a location where you're doing work most of the major cities have representation from okay. the busan like the the luminary academy so just being a guild member of a guild that works under the academy you could just get room and board for free um this is an adventurer's guild which allows you to kind of get room and board at most major outposts and and towns um because you pay a, a yearly fee to kind of keep this this adventuring company registered and then a very small portion of what you guys make in terms of reward i think i said it was like five percent of total yep. gold value it was very very small it just kind of goes back to the busat protector to help fund everything i take out quilber so. and i write my name quilber <laughs> quilber quilber and Quillian. barnabas Quillian. All right. <laughs> who's signing who's signing next going down the line here and it's a pretty sparkly uh, blue ink, by the way. I'll go next. Okay. I got a much and less then... impressive quill and ink. <laughs> Super mm. fancy quillber. Wrecked goose feather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of bent from my it's pocket. Like, just <laughs> snapped a little bit up. <laughs> just a teens. Etsy quill. Right. There we go. <laughs> Long overdue. We got the hat and no quill. <gasps> I know. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I need. Oh wait. Fancy quill. Horsehorns <laughs> <laughs> broken feather. AI. Of course. Write something very unintelligible for both my name. Okay. Anybody that signs after Tarak and attempt to decipher whatever gibberish he put, but it is kind of <laughs> unintelligible. All right, who's up next? I'll go, and Doran will look at this and just go, really, Tarak, this is your signature. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
<laughs> writes and signs his name. Dorin Argentrixus. Next. Does someone come and find Diggin? Diggin. <laughs> just Diggin's, Diggin's out by the gate. <laughs> Diggin's just outside oh, right. by the gate. Mm. I forgot. Uh, oh, I'll go find a metal friend. Just, just asking for a friend here. Does anyone have any uh, interesting fake name ideas? Just, just asking for a buddy. Uh, well, uh, normally people thinking of fake names look at their surroundings and okay. kind of mash things together. Maybe try that. Okay. Ceiling um, floor. Quill bunk. <laughs> you get a look at the cabin. Um, some uh, very about, basic log coal beds. Quill Bedford. Bedford is not bad, but Quill is terrible first name. Oh, no, people. I agree. Um, <laughs> <Quill's a> great... <laughs> you all go to hell. I love the first name Quill. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, like Quill. Anyways, there's only um, room for one Quill, and his name is Quilber. Uh, <laughs> how about. Philomena. Lacey. I, I, I like look at look at my shirt. Lacey Bedford. That is not bad. I would go with that if you need to come up with an alias. Yeah, yeah, that I, I hope I don't get any Lacey Bedfords in trouble for this. <laughs> Write down an NPC Lacey Bedford. <laughs> <laughs> you you did? Well Homewrecker. Oh. Wait, if she wasn't the maid, was she like a house servant? You are too young to discuss this. <laughs> was was she like a spy? Of sorts. She spent <laughs> many nights undercover. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Lacey's out. <laughs> Lacey sounds like a very uh, interesting individual who was uh, very sneaky. Indeed. All right, so no one else Thorin, you return. You returned uh, with a uh, Diggin, Masuing in tow. Or did you guys? Um, Diggin, my friend, we need to um, fill out some paperwork. They need to. They need to have our names down on paper. We need to. Do you know what a signature is? Yes. Okay, we need your signature on this paperwork so that we can leave. Because we very much need to leave. So, do you have maybe, a quill? Uh, I left it with uh, Tarak, but um, yes, you can borrow mine. Okay, guess I'm digging a follow. Okay, um, you return digging. You get to get a hold of the quill from Maximil and quick look at the names. You see, thank you. A Lacey, Lacey Bedford was the last to sign. And there's a there's a blank spot for Diggin's name. Uh, there's a like long pause as Diggin holds the quill and is like just looking at the paper. Uh oh, it's you put your name, your signature. You said you knew what this was. You lied to me, didn't you? Diggin didn't. Oh. Okay. And he'll oh, look up could, and just like I robot. 
and like iRobot like full-on printer mode starts to draw this magically different name and it's like in perfect cursive and like there's Ooh. symbols in it and it's crazy and it like has like four different like accent dots across it and it's just a I don't know if anybody speaks the language but it's a full-on different language signature that's immaculate and he Nobody hands the, back. the language yeah. there you go what in the world is that's in, mind you that's very impressive but what is that Diggin does not know Ooh. I beg your pardon you, you don't know no it's just in your head Maybe. Is it something you feel rather than something you know? N no. Dickin kind of like jitters a little bit. There, there, buddy. Do not Can know. I Can I inside check that? Yeah, go ahead. And Diggin, if you are being deceptive, you can try to roll, but it's up to you to your response here. 17. Um, let me see here. No, I won't. It's with that high of insight. Um, I, I'd have to like super deceive if I was going to deceive, but I'm not. <laughs> Uh, so one of the things that is hard to pick up from the metallic face of a robot is just overall right. sense of feeling. Yeah. Um, but I will say like the glimpse of you looking into his eyes from like his downward brow, you can see him kind of like analyzing the paper and trying to figure it out in it's pure confusion. Um, and digging just remains staring at it. Soren, it is elvish adjacent, but does not make any sense. Oh. So it looks like kind of the similar script, but maybe different dialect. Does it e look e like the draconic elvish that I saw in the tomb? Draconic elvish. It looks closer to that than, let's see. Yeah, you don't speak elvish, so you don't have a basis for comparison, but it, it also looks like that ancient elvish adjacent as well, right. but because adjacent, there was, like. Yeah, so the elvish draconic adjacent ancient language type thing. Yeah, it'd, like, it'd, it'd be like someone writing English letters in Arabic and trying to make it make sense with English words. Like the script is there, but the num the letters are all rearranged and weird and don't make correct sounds and don't look like they're in an order that they should be in. So it's it's very mixed up and weird. That's very mixed up and weird. Yeah. I just come over and I pat Diggin on the back and I say, It's okay, don't worry. You don't have to know. Thank you. It is troubling. We hmm. might figure it out over time. Maybe. All mysteries come to light eventually. 
Okay. So, you have the signed paperwork now in hand mm -hmm. and a cup of coffee in the other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you head back to the captain and she goes, well, well, that was that was quick. Thank you. At least it was she, done efficiently. Like most is she yelling at anybody else when I get in? <laughs> no, but she's uh, she's guy. finished up her breakfast and is kind of going over a few other pieces of paper and has been is pacing and kind of sits and leans back on the desk when you walk in. That was uh, efficient. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, okay. I believe that's uh, everything you needed for us, right? What is this last thing? To be honest, all of these I, are common. And I don't entirely. I don't entirely know. It's. I think it's some. Some permutation of Elvish, but I can't quite make it out. But it is his name. He claims, in some sort of dialect. Is that the? And she like looks at the roster. Diggin, this one. That's Diggin. Yes. And she takes a quill out and she scratches Diggin next to it and then initials it. Good enough. Okay, that's fine. All right. Well, the midnight. Parliament it is. Um, uh -huh. yeah, you are officially registered, and uh, yeah, remember, 5% of your earnings can be paid anywhere, and it just kind of keep a running tab. It's mostly the honor system, but we do have people. The, the Adventurers Guild has people everywhere. So yes, if you're suddenly quite wealthy audited. and have not paid tax, yes. we're not very bureaucratic, but some of them are a little more stingy than others. Neighbor of mine got audited one time. Seems like a terrible process. Anyway, thank you yeah. for the coffee and uh, luck. Good luck. Yeah, stay safe out there. All right. The rest of the morning, you can take making preparations and planning for your journey out into the Catalan jungle. So, with that, we will need to know who is doing which jobs. Travel time. As you guys prepare to travel out into the world. Let's and it would help see. if I was logged into World Anvil so I could actually look at my travel page. There we go. All better. It's like quick refresher on the roles. I remember yeah. I liked scouting because of stealth stuff, but I yep. what else you guys was. need a guide who's in charge of the decisions regarding rest route and supplies. Primary attribute is wisdom survival checks. You need um, a guide. You may only have one. You may have more than one of the rest of the jobs with somebody designated as your primary on that that, that job path. Um, you need a scout who's in charge of setting up camp, opening new trails, primarily investigation and stealth. Um, a hunter or forager, primarily in charge of finding food with uh, survival as their main uh, aspect. And you need a lookout or a sentinel um, whose primary attribute is wisdom, perception, in charge of keeping watch and all that good stuff. So, we need to know who is taking which roles. I can forage. Survival is one of my big stats, so I can be a guide or a hunter. If you want a quick review, last time you guys went out, you had Doran as the guide, um, Soren as the scout, Pippi and Maximil as your hunter-forager group, and Parak and Yaren were assisting with um, with sentinel work. Um, Yaren will also aid whoever's the sentinel again. And then Diggin was really just standing next to Pippi the whole time. As much as possible. <clears throat> or no, D 
Diggin was monitoring Yarn the whole time. Mm -hmm. Keeping tabs. Alright. We got we got trust issues. Tarak <laughs> will be the scout again. Yep. I'll help Pippi with the food again. I'll guide again. Oh wait, Tarak is scouting? He's yes. sentinel. Oh sentinel. sentinel. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay, uh then yeah, I'll scout, I guess. <gasps> no. Diggin, would you would you like to help? What are we knowing? My favorite my favorite pen died. Oh no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought you rolled a dice or something. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> that, is, that, is an, that is an ill omen. Oh, That's why I have oh, no. boxes of my favorite pen. <laughs> this is the last of my box. They don't make these anymore. Oh no. Oh, oh, worst no. feeling. Time to buy Can you not get the refills? Yeah. Mm, I might have to get aftermarket refills, but that's when I used to work at Office Max like oh, that's 10 right years ago. <laughs> I bought, does not I bought tons anymore, of these. It doesn't. Nope. Office Depot bought them out. Office so. Depot, yeah. Rip. That's all right. I'll go to my backup favorite pens, the Precise. Mm -hmm. I found. All right. So I have Soren, Soren on Scout, Doran on Guide, got Pippi. Yeah, I can aid Soren. aid, and then Soren with Diggin aid. Okay. So, if you remember how to draw on the map, Doran, um, your destination is these ruins. Okay. And you are setting out from Fort Rowing. Okay. So, if you... Uh, did I give you guys permission to draw on the map? Should be able to. Uh, Last time you said you did. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Should the, the pencil icon? That's mine. So. Yep. I did the blue. So, can you uh, go ahead and just ping me the location of where we think the, the ruins are again there? This is the ruins right okay. here. You should be able right to there. see it. Do you see it on your map? Because it should be Do visible not. to you. Yeah. Okay. But you gotta so, do the pin. On, the, on the left-hand side mm -hmm. of your bar menu, there should be a little ribbon-looking thing that says Journal Notes if you hold your mouse over it. If you click ah, that, you should goes. see a purple pin. And if you turn that on, that'll leave all the, the different things enabled. Which, that's it. Smiley face murder. Yeah. Murder. No. Killed the smiley face. Murder. Much better. So from Fort Rowing. Yep, you're gonna want to just kind of go through the center of which hexes yeah. you want to travel through. Uh, let me. Free hand the... right there. We go. Perfect. Pencil squiggly. There you go. Approach it from the south like that. I think. Okay. Excellent. So you have an idea of where these ruins were. She pointed out to you the area on the map. Um, so you're going to need to spend a day fully exploring that hex to actually find those ruins um, since you don't have an exact location. But you do have a path to get there. Um, so five hexes of total travel. All right. And the last thing we will need for our guide is our departure roll. Alright. Math. So. Good vibes. So roll a d12 and add your survival check. Oh, a d12? Yes. Okay. Because that the, not the, right the challenge rating is a little different. Just for the departure, it's a little different. And then plus uh, four is my. Alright. Mm -hmm. That'll be a 13. Total. Okay. 
You guys are going through moderate terrain. <laughs> math, math, math. Math, math, math. I just I really like this. No, it's I really all like this great. for long travel, honestly. Like this is I mean, I like the system, it's worked out pretty well, but you guys through that so a 10 all right so as you prepare to leave doran looks out to the wilderness and having little experience making his way through hidden places in the world needing to avoid the eyes of the enemy as it were um, you've chosen a path that avoids danger to everybody except for the most alert of foes and um, you guys receive a plus one to all your rolls on the travel event table. Uh, which is good for you. Like, the higher the roll, the better. <laughs> uh -oh. That's good stuff. All right. So, you will have a total of... AC... Just need to roll. And uh -oh. six. Okay. Alright. So you guys begin to make your way on what day is it? I've got a calendar for this. On the sixteenth of Caspiel. So I need a note for you guys so it's visible. should be visible on the calendar now that you're departing. Mm -hmm. You leave the morning of the 16th to a fairly calm day. Um, the wind coming in from the east, kind of bringing in some of that sweeter, saltier air. It does dissipate a bit through the trees, however. The nice breeze, the clear skies, and the canopy being thick enough to prevent most of the beating torching of the sun keeps it a nice clean and cool travel as you make your way through basically the thick of the jungle um there's a few more beaten paths out here but doran's reluctance to be found and wanting to kind of keep away from anybody who may be looking for him especially after the assassination of Keth back in camp you avoid most of the major game trails doing so after your, towards the end of your first day of travel, um, you end up about at this ping. And somewhere in the depths of the jungle, you guys all find a, a nice calm place to camp for the night. Um, let me get a perception check from our scouts. So you're oh. digging since you're aiding. Um, that means, Soren, I need a perception check at advantage. Okay. Not not stealth? Um, You can do a stealth, actually, yeah. Sorry. Oh, 
Or I don't know if this stealth is, is stealth is correct. Nope, you're, okay. that's correct. Stealth check is what you're doing first. Okay, uh, twenty-four. All right, with a twenty-four, you make your way to a bit of a clearing. What you think would be a pretty good spot to set up camp for the evening. Um, seems to be quiet, and it's a natural clearing, not something that any other creatures have set up, so to speak. So there's not a, not any signs of bedding down, any signs of animals in the jungle. You have heard some screeches in the distance of birds, jungle creatures. Um, occasionally during your travel, you heard the, the guttural rumblings of maybe a panther stalking through the jungle, deciding you were too, too much work for a quick bite and moving on. But you do find yourself a nice spot for the evening for everybody to set up camp. We should keep an eye out to see if we see any dinosaurs along the way. I don't want to see any dinosaurs along the way. Oh, but they were really cool. There were these uh, dinosaurs that had these like three horns on their heads and they were just mulling around. And there were the babies too. They were so cute. Oh. No, no, death. Um, they, they were, were eating, they were eating plants. No, they were eating plants. Definitely... Uh, okay. I agree with Soren on this one. Dinosaurs are bad news. <clears throat> we fought some of those, didn't we? They were the tiny little ankle biters. Yes, we did. Oh. But I suppose if they oh. eat plants, then it's not really a problem of ours. Yeah. They're really nice. They were blue. Interesting. The plant eaters bring the bigger ones. Mm. Is that true? Well, Do I not guess... know. Well, uh, yeah, so <laughs> the, the horns eat the plants. And then I guess something else would try to eat the horns, so I would not want to try and eat that thing. It looked scary, even though it eats plants. But I'm pretty sure if you just let it mind its own business, it would mind its own business and let you go about your way. Mm. It looks really pretty. Okay. Let me get a perception check from our Sentinel Tarak. If you can give me a perception check at advantage, please. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Take the 18. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the 21 total, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, you're saying you don't want a natural one? <laughs> total of four, it's so good. So as you are all, as the veil crosses over and the sounds of the nighttime start to creep through the jungle, and you can hear the the quiet chirping and humming of some animals start to pick up, but as the veil fully covers this the cacophony of sounds of the forest start rising in unison um, between insects, cicadas, grasshoppers, um, different nocturnal creatures starting to wake up and chase them down. Uh, the sound gets to be a little bit much, um, a little overbearing, and Soren. You kind of start to make your way around the perimeter of this camp you've established. Okay. Um, while um, while know, I'm doing that, can I set sorry, up? I apologize. To rock, you're making your you're okay. making your circle around the area. Apologize, I got the wrong person there. Um. You start to make your way around and note 
a bit of a faint blue light kind of coming through the thick jungle in this natural clearing that you've kind of entered into. You can see hints of blue light coming uh, from the northeast. Brock, tell about how far away it is. Probably 20 to 25 meters um, for the source of the light. It's really hard to tell through the thick jungle as well as you know just the fact that it's nighttime and you have your dark vision going, but you can see a bit of it. Does, does it look like a flame or can I tell whether it's magical origin? Um, with your 21, it is not flickering. Um, so it's definitely not a flame. It seems to be a steady light blue colored light. Make a stealth check for me, then, as you kind of make your way off into the to the night there. Nice. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is a twenty-three with a natural Okay, twenty-three. You slip through the forest without anything so much as making a noise towards you. And you find your way to a small pool of water about 20 meters outside of your camp. This shallow, crystal clear pool with, at the head of it, a small altar. Now the altar itself, um, taking your first look at it, appears to be made of very rough, porous rock. It doesn't have any water coming through it, so to speak. Uh, but there appears to be stuff in kicked into the pores of the rock. Uh, kind of brown and reddish in color. Uh, doesn't have any bad odors or anything. And the water below you is what's really glowing. This very light blue kind of reflecting now up off your face. And the little grove of trees around you, you can look up and you see that the stars are completely blocked out by the canopy above in this tiny little about eight foot wide water pool um the water itself only about three or four feet deep and you don't see anything swimming or moving in it but it is crystal clear all the way through does tarak see any runes or any writing on the altar make an investigation check for me You don't notice any runes or markings. The rock seems to be, you know, like I said, porous and natural almost. It's really hard to make out anything that might be marked on it. It almost seems like this small pillar of, of rock was just brought up out of the ground. Like it almost grew into this place, but it is very clearly some sort of an altar. Um, Tarak puts his head near the water and takes a sniff to see if there's any strange odor to it or anything like that. It smells crystal clear and clean. Okay. Uh, I dip my fingers in it. Your finger comes back wet. <laughs> Ooh. I, uh, Is water wet? 
<laughs> I, I um, place it in my uh, in my lips. Do I taste funny or? You slowly like bring your finger to your lips, lick the water off of it, stare for a moment as you wait for something to happen. Nothing happens. source of the light that I can tell what it what it is does it come from the water or is it more from the altar it feels like if you were to scoop the water out that it should come with it but when you dunked your finger in and looked at it there was no color or luminosity that came with that okay I place my hand in the water and try to reach the bottom okay it's only a couple feet deep you get almost up to your shoulder as you kind of reach in and you feel on the bottom, you can feel the the grass and the algae at the bottom of the pool. And it feels very springy and lively. There doesn't appear to be anything resisting you or and you your arm is fully dunked in the water and you're very close and you're getting a lot of that blue light now. So something about the water in this pool is kind of giving off this luminescence. take out a flask or, or something um, or water skin and um, I empty out my, if there was water, empty it out and then I uh, take some of that water with me or fill it up first. Okay. You fill up a big old water skin full of the water. Okay. And I make my way back to the camp. You make your way back to the camp. Okay. The rest of you, as you're kind of setting up the camp, hang out for a moment. The rock slips off, and a few moments later reappears at the perimeter of the camp. My friends. Do you, do you want to switch? I uh, found a strange glowing pool of water, and I show them the, the um, water skin. <sighs> Uh, you found what? A glowing pool of water. Oh. That's interesting. Yes. Is it, it magical? I do not know. It appears not quite what I'm mean, used to. I could try and find out if it is magical, if that is something we want to do. Can I taste it? Did you drink it? <clears throat> I did taste it. I tasted it. <laughs> water you shouldn't <laughs> drink standing can I, water can i try well it seemed it seemed quite fresh and clear and but was it flowing it was shimmering that's basically the same thing right i can check and see if it has magical properties if you like if you don't mind waiting a moment I, uh, Skin. I want to try okay. some. I uh, ritual cast detect magic. Okay. After a little bit of time uh, preparing the ritual, uh, you detect no magic coming from the water skin. <laughs> Odd. Natural it's just. Well, maybe it's the pool itself that's magical. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Is the 
looking right, inside is the flask that, glowing. The water skin says, enough talking. <laughs> you shouldn't do that, really. It is very refreshing. Um, crisp and clean, a little bit of mineral taste to it. Um, yeah, it's it's a satisfying drink of water, and it's fresh and clean and tastes delicious. I, uh, or Tarak hands it to Maximil. <laughs> I, I, I take a sip. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> Probably the freshest and cleanest water you've ever had. Um, Reminds you, reminds you, Maximil, very slightly of the water back home on the cities, like how they they capture mist and water from the atmosphere on the copper-lined linens, Mm. and they magically filter them. It tastes almost as fresh and clean as that. This is painful. Oh, I've been man. asking my husband to bring me water for like the past half an hour and he's ignoring me. <laughs> and I'm dying. <laughs> tastes- really, that's bad. I smell bacon cooking in the kitchen, which oh, is adjacent no. to my bedroom, and it's driving me insane. <laughs> nice. It tastes water. just like home. Do you feel odd at all? And he pours a couple of drops oh, over. Oh my god. I, I feel something. I, I can't breathe. I'm I'm jacking with you. I'm kidding. No, no, I know. I got that. Oh. Did you say you poured it on Diggin? Uh, a little bit. So I do that. Like, you left out my metal pen. Rude. Does, Russ, does he short circuit? Right. No, he seems fine. He might be a little irritated. He did say it was rude, but he seems okay. <laughs> Rock, uh, perhaps you, you like should it? show us where this pool is. I am very intrigued. Uh, Tarak goes and out to the edge of the camp and kind of points in the north. He said northeasterly, correct? Yep, northeasterly. There, my friends. Do you see the light? You all get a little bit closer to the edge of the clearing where you're standing. And if you just peer through the trees, almost as if it was a single bulb of a Christmas light hanging in deep snow, barely able to see it through the mist, you can just make out that little bit of blue shining through the trees. Oh, you mean it's not one of those LEDs that's shining bright in your face and you get blinded when you go by? I'm talking (laughs) talking about like snow-covered LED, like you can kind of see it starting to diffuse through the mist in the night. Ben, did you update my uh, my D&D Beyond has extra spells that my foundry does not have? I'll have to check it on the break here, but I don't call. I have comprehend languages. <sighs> we will check on the break for sure. Okay. <laughs> Just to make sure. <laughs> um, but what would you guys like to do? I'm going to take off one of my boots and stick my foot in the water. <laughs> Oh, you, okay. Yeah, at this point, you guys were at the edge him. of camp. Yeah, so oh, everybody takes off. I thought that we went guys, to the... If you guys uh, head down towards the light, you all see the same porous rock um, statuette kind of altar. Um, the crystal clear water. Um, it's got algae at the bottom. Uh, a little bit of little bit of vegetation flowing in there, but nothing seems to be swimming or moving inside of it. 
what would you all like to do? You stick your foot in the water, Maximil? Yes. I'd it like to see what cool, happens. Cool and uh, refreshing, and you kind of, once you stick your foot in, you can see a bit of the grime of wearing boots all day kind of dissipates and like clean off of your foot. And it just <laughs> almost comes off like, oh, this is going to make you sound like you're gross and you never wash your feet, but you <laughs> can, oh, you can almost see like. I every single day. <laughs> so after today's nice. bit of grime buildup, you see a little bit of like a cloud of like what it looks like when you press a digitate as you wipe it away, it kind of poofs away into the air. This time it kind of poofs into the water and then just vanishes. I press to digitate the water. Tarak looks at Maximil and, and her foot and says, I was going to fill up another water flask. I press to digitate the water. I don't want to drink anymore. <laughs> you shouldn't drink without the cooking it. water I have tasted. I feel like Diggy knows something. Yes, you should all know this. Smirk. You, you don't drink stale, standing water. It's fairly common knowledge. If nothing else, there might be insects. Diggin does not drink. Diggin does not need to um, worry. Fair point. Well, then it's good for washing off. Dorin, while we're all sitting here talking, is going to activate his magic awareness and see if uh, he's getting anything off of this pool. The pool is not. There is magic coming from the altar. The little statue. Uh, Sorin. Uh, the water is inconsequential, but that over there is interesting. Oh, maybe the water is a byproduct of that. Um. Oh, all right. I suppose I'll spend the resources for it. Um. No, no, I'm going to be smart about this. I'll sit down and just kind of, kind of place my rapier on my lap and just focus on it and just ritual cast detect magic one more time. Try and see if the uh, statue or the altar excuse me gives off any specific school of magic the altar does not give off a school of magic is it not magical it is magical but there's not a school of magic associated with it general yep it is definitely magical um what exactly does the altar look like so it's a it's about a three and a half foot tall pillar of porous rock um, kind of a brownish red liquid seeping out of the edges of the rock. And uh, it's it's cylindrical in shape, not not like, you know, long, thin phallic, but like short, fat, wide kind of altar. Um, and there's really, water- it's about, <laughs> I'd say, two feet in circumference, or two feet in diameter. And it's kind of rounded and tapered towards the top and then comes to a plateau that's about two feet wide at the top. And you said there's some sort of liquid coming out of it? It's porous in nature, and they're, they're large pores about dime and penny sized, and they're little indentations that are about a quarter to a half an inch um, covering the rock, and then lots of very small pores are in it. There seems to be bigger drips of this kind of like reddish-brown liquid coming out of the, the larger indentations. Could I take a look at that liquid and like scoop some up with my finger and like smell it? What does it sure. smell like? Or do old, blood. Blood? old blood. <laughs> old Coppery blood? Old blood. Coppery old blood. I, uh... Well, I'm not going to use the pool anymore because I got yelled at for using the pool, so I'm just going to 
rub it off on my shorts and then press the digitize my shorts so it's clean. <laughs> That's blood. I'm very Ew. glad I did not try to taste that first. Because <laughs> that was my first thought. That would have been nasty. Why would really have the first thought to taste Maximil the yes. taste tester. <laughs> we have to make a plan not to taste everything we come across first. That should not be our first option. It's oh. a terrible scientific process, really. <laughs> Diggin did where, warn you. So is is the blood going into the lake? Or is not nope. like the pool? No? Okay. No, nope. just kind of seeping out of the stone a little bit. So the stone is bleeding. Is this Old an blood. undead ritual? The uh, alivened. Unalivened. <laughs> no! Um, it's possible some kind of creature got trapped in this stone and is slowly bled to death. Cult? If I made an arcana check, would I be able to see if there was some type of spell that was making this happen? You can certainly try. Okay. Thank you. That is all I can Pippi, what was that you said? Is this from a cult? From a cult? Um, you can make an arcana check as well to see if you have any recollection of a cult or a history check, your call. Uh, Maximil, you with a 15 can't really determine if there is a spell at work here or if this just happens to be an inherently magical okay. piece of stone. And Penelope, you don't recall any cults using this type of or this type of uh, magic before. But, you know, it, it could be um, between the two of you working together could be a warding stone. Um, it's a very probably old ritual um, that has to do, you know, just with blessing the land or the area. But really nothing in particular draws your attention to like a spell per se or a specific ritual that would have been used with this altar. Mm -hmm. um, seems to be old and forgotten and well protected in this little glade. Can I start poking around and looking and see if there's anything other than the statue nearby, like tiny little bits of clothing or little offerings or anything like that? Sure. Go make an investigation check. Oh, not bad. Uh, 20. Dirty 20. Nice. You don't find any bits of offering or anything. Um, you know, as you start to like move around the area, you don't really see anything uh, that's been offered up here. But you just have the the pool of water and the kind of bleeding gross stone thingy. I think about this feels wrong, but I can't quite um, put my finger on it. You said there was algae on the bottom of the pool? Yep. Alright. Would I be able to like brush off some of that algae if I like pull it my take off my coat, stick my arm in, can I brush it off and see what's the bottom is made of? Or if there's sure. any weird things on the bottom? There is some algae growing on stone and then a little bit of like underwater grass kind of growing up out of the dirt. Okay. But nothing, no markings or anything down there. Okay. So it's not like there's, I don't know, bones or strange offerings at the bottom of the pool that's covered with algae. Okay. Nope. Well, ain't this mystifying. No, you guys like it does to do? not seem to do any harm. It does not seem to have any benefit. It just seems to be a nice glowing pool of water. I don't know. Soren, do you have any that was, 
No, I mean, that was sort of my thought. The fact that it's bleeding seems to be a very, very large red flag to me, but... Yes, the bleeding stone is troubling. Right, but yeah. they both drank it and... I don't know, they seem fine. You feel fine still, right? You too? I'm a little nervous, so I have a bit of a bellyache, honestly, but I think That's... that just may be nerves. Yeah, that, that It's going to be a um, long night for you. If you wake up either dead or undead, let us oh. know. I wouldn't wake up dead, if I'm being frank. So just to be clear, right. too, like it's not—it's not just like those little holes have a little bit of this stuff. Like the the brownish red liquid kind of drips down slowly and covers this altar-like sap. Right. Ew. Gross. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's but it is blood. As shit. Like sap. Dig in. Um, can I? Oh, does does? Let's let's do nose goes because everybody's starting to come up with uh, ideas. Yeah. Maximil, sure. you're up. Now, this is probably a really bad idea. I would just like to preface <laughs> with that. <laughs> I seem to be full of those. Are you Thank drinking you. the blood? No, no. I'm not any <laughs> vampire sort of person. But, um, what if you, like, tried to stick something inside all the way? Like, say... I don't know. I don't know. He, I, I have a finger. stick. I have a stick. I could stick it in and see if there's anything in the center of it. I've got a dagger. I can manage with that. That way nothing bites your finger off. Well, I, no, no, no. I have, I pull out my quarter staff, my big metal quarter staff. I could stick this through it. Oh, all right. Uh, but, but, you know, if you want a dagger, that may be wiser. I don't know. Um, sure. Again, the oh. holes are quarter inch wide at the best, like dime and penny sized. Yeah, okay. mine so, yeah, would require I'll... a bit of defacement. <laughs> um, so I'll take out my little uh, kind of rondel dagger and uh, just sort of slowly like try and slide it into one of the holes until it meets any resistance. Like I don't want to break it and like force it in. I just want to like see how far it goes. The deepest one you find is no more than a half an inch. Okay. Can I, as I'm doing that, like wipe away some of the blood with just my hands and see if it continues to flow out? Yeah, you kind of smudge it away, and it wipes and smears. Um, yeah. It seems to flow like cool tree sap, like very okay. slowly oozing out of the stone. But it is replenishing. Okay, yeah, ew. Just a little um, bit. <laughs> yep. But very, very slowly. Like, if you, if you really I'll, I'll wipe make a big it away, you'd be able to like... beat it. Yeah. yeah that's, but with that's your hand, it's just kind of... With your hand, it's just kind of smearing. It's not really cleaning it off or anything like that. Right, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's oh. evil or something. I don't know. It's gross at the very least. It's not sanitary. Doran. I think I have an idea. This water can clean off everything, and you're just smearing this blood on this rock. Maybe take the water from the pool and clean the rock. Maybe. That's not a bad idea. Um, what if we activate something? No, no, oh no. Hey, you guys begin to take the water and splash it up over the stone. And as you do, this bloody smudge begins to wipe away and clears off quickly and just kind of falls off the sides of the stone. And you see that as the water hits it, it very quickly cleans off the edges and it stops like bleeding out. Lauren, that was masterful. Uh, the entire stone is covered, so it'll take you about five minutes to really kind of get water everywhere and clean it all off. Do we have 
something. Faster if we mm-hmm. use Diggins' shovel. <laughs> it's probably a, the best scooping apparatus you have. <laughs> Before Diggin agrees to any of that, <laughs> Diggin is at the statue. Uh, um, you said it plateaus like... at the top, though, right? Yep, it comes up to just above waist height. Oh is there blood on the top of it? Not pooling at the edges. It's kind of running down. Um, it doesn't rise up out of the top and like pool off the edges or anything like, like that. It's actually it. fairly clean, fairly clean at the top. It's more seeping out of the stone around it. Does it look like this could house any type of creature or person to sit on as a plateau? I mean, you could sit up there. Does it look like it was intended to house something like that? No, not not at first glance. It doesn't look like it's a seat by any means. Not a seat, but more or less like a sacrifice stand. It definitely does not look like that. Okay. Doesn't look like something should be sacrificed up here. It's just kind of a natural top of this pillar. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm just flipping through my book, seeing if I have anything in my my book about bleeding rocks. Yeah. Digging will be less curious about it, and I guess begin to shovel water and yeah. splash it. I use the I use my water skin. Try okay. to do it more efficiently. Takes you about five minutes to really clean off the entire stone. And then as you do, um, on the back side of it, you see a few glowing runes appear towards the bottom of it um, that look like that ancient draconic elven language that you recognize from seeing and Penelope, you recognize from your studies while you were waiting for Elric to show up in Mitotona, studying the ancient elven tribes of this region. And you see a few of these runes appear at the bottom. And I need Penelope and Maximil to make perception checks with advantage, since you two recognize this language. Okay. Uh, I can, like, one. Dirty 20. Dirty 20, okay. Ooh. 19 and... Yeah, so 19. Okay. Penelope, with a 20, you note that there is some interesting things to the language. You can't quite put your word, like, you haven't been able to really figure out exactly the words of the language. You, It's like you're getting the meanings in um, other languages you've studied. And let me double check Penelope's languages. You do speak Elvish, so it does help that you understand Elvish and can kind of figure this out a little bit. But it's, you know, it does talk about these, like these six or so runes talks about um, cleansing this, cleansing something. You haven't figured it out, but cleansing something to receive a gift is kind of the the message you get. Um, And you note that underneath the runes is a small compartment. And... Like that's where we'll take or... our that's where we'll take our break. Water. I feel so accomplished that I actually thought to use the water. Yeah, that, yeah. that is I feel smart for once in my life. 
Did we, did we, is it a puzzle? Was our first? Was it our first puzzle? First puzzle. Yeah. That was your guys' first little puzzle that you solved. Right. When, yeah, when Maximil, nice at all? Like first did ever? We, did we have any puzzles in the other campaign? Pretty sure we've had a couple, but nothing like terribly hard. I yeah. didn't recognize them as puzzles. <laughs> That's the best type of puzzle when you don't realize <laughs> that there's a challenge in front of you and you but, solve it naturally. When Maximil said, let's stick something in the water, I almost just pushed her in. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh, shut up. You I shut was up. contemplating it. I was like, that would have been so funny. I can't, I can't think about it. And I was like, I've got to do it. No, nope, I can't do it. Digging, Digging made the conscious decision not to do it in that moment. Oh, man. Well, Maximil appreciates it. Sarah says you should have gone for it. Oh, my God. If, I, I, had, I, if the... I did it after I checked the statue for a sacrifice, I definitely would have, but I was more concerned that it was a sacrifice. <laughs> I didn't want to kill her. I'm thinking of if anyone has seen Star Trek Generations when Data is trying to grasp the concept of a joke. Like that oh, yeah. scene of him pushing Worf into the water and everyone being like, yep. Data, what the hell's wrong with you? And he's like, I was attempting a joke. Like that oh is God. how exactly. I imagine Diggins thought process going in that instant. <laughs> um, well, uh, let's, let's take us a quick five minute break. break. All right. Cool. Yep. <laughs>
Okay. Yay. You good? Yeah. Okay. okay. Overlay issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I accidentally I dragged this. I, I dragged the uh, zoom before by accident and it resized everyone. Oh no. Oh no. Bad butter. Okay. No one's bleeding. Perfect. Okay. I found a thing. That's where we left off. Is it a drawer <laughs> that I pull? So you, before we went on break, Sorry. you were all at the pool and Doran had the idea to cleanse the statue with the water from the pool. Doing so, uh, removed the sticky, sappy blood from it and also um, kind of started to highlight some runes on the back of it. And doing so, Maximil and Penelope were able to see that there was a there's some writing that matched some ancient elvish language that had its roots in ancient draconic and elvish um, a language that neither of them fully comprehend yet but have noticed and seen before and are able to approximate what it might be saying in doing so the two of them worked on the statue and managed to find a seam to open a compartment with Penelope working with the runes to kind of put her hands over it and then she, you found Penelope that tracing your hand over one of the runes kind of opened up the little hatch and the rest of you visibly see this little piece of stone go shift out just a little bit to reveal a drawer that you can pull out. I oh. will pull it out. You open the drawer, and I don't know if I have the item, or the web thing to share. I will share this image in the Discord. This is an official image, so the rest of you can see this. Oh, no, not that. That is the text. You are not getting that. (laughs) You open this this drawer, and you find a tattered-looking robe. It's a very kind of normal cloth-looking robe. However, it is covered in patches. Is it the robe of many Mm -hmm. pockets? No! It is not. (laughs) It's better. It's so much better. Oh, um, oh. You guys have no idea what it is right now, though. (laughs) You guys don't know what exactly it does right now because no one's identified it. But it is a fancy, or it's a rather drab-looking robe that has a a whole bunch of patches sewn into it. Um, The garment does have, as you look over it, two of each of the following patches. um, A dagger, a bullseye, lantern that's filled and lit a steel mirror 10 foot pole coils of rope and two sacks so there are two of each of those patches in addition there are eight extra patches on it for those of you that know what this item is Um, girl scouts robe (laughs) the additional patches are a rowboat um there are two patches that have gems on them 
two patches showing um, horses or a horse with saddles bags on it. There are two patches that have depictions of red or four bottles of red swirling liquid and one of a silver coffer. But you have no idea what this does. Reverse image search. Good soup. <laughs> oh, good soup. <laughs> Odd thing to leave in an altar in the woods. Um, this, this is so pretty. I am no judge of fashion, identify. but I have seen far much better clothing in town. Right, well, I mean, these even cool my... cool patches. But shabby old leathers are better than... Or at least more impressive looking. I don't I mean, know. I am wearing a ratty burlap tunic, and it is more hearty than this thing. Are the patches decorative, or perhaps some sort of, I don't know, insignia of rank? No. That's a Those of you on. that had cast to detect magic, um, the magic you're detecting is now also coming from this item. Oh. Something, something sort of magical. So, I don't know what it is. Yeah, Soren, you're getting that too, right? This thing has right. some kind of thing. Yes. Mm. Diggin is getting it too. Okay, um, Penelope, you can begin to cast your identify as a ritual. If you'd like to. Yes. Double check. If you have the time, do you know how long that takes? Otherwise, I'm trying to get into your features right now and check for you. If, I don't see my. I don't see a time on my card, so I'm using my little book. Um, but let me see what <laughs> it says on the official. So One minute. You have plus ten minutes. So you don't you ignore, but the I ignore plus the plus because 10. of your yeah because of your school. So one minute. So, so Penelope cool. sits down <laughs> with the item, flips out her book, and what happens, Penelope? What do you do? I flip over my book, and I pull out Quillbear, and <laughs> like my spells, like I open up to a blank page and just start writing. But when I write, it's like magic writing so it's sparkly ink and it's 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 not like actual ink in the book it's just writing like holographic runes and then they glow okay while she starts doing that um you kind of look everybody was mostly distracted by that but you also glance back to the drawer and you hear a little bit of a clink sound and you look back and there is one small stoppered red vial inside of the uh inside of the little drawer as well and uh, that anybody else could grab but penelope definitely sits down with the robe and focuses on that first and um in this world if you taste a potion you can tell its effects so anybody who wants to taste stuff i do have tasting rules and it may turn out badly for you sometime but you can <laughs> taste it and tell what it does um so Just as those of you who have given out or looked at this item before know, Penelope, you identify the robe of useful items. Um, this this cloak as an action, you may, while wearing it, um, as an action, you may detach one of the patches and use it. And if you do it, it becomes the object or the creature that it represents. Like a boat? Like like one of them is yep. a boat. You can just like, hop it off and use it, and it becomes a rowboat. Yep. Oh, uh, sweet. And I definitely uh, once relay that used... to everyone. 
Once so, you use all the patches, it just becomes an ordinary cloak. Who would like to have this? I've got a question, if I may. Yep. Could we detach the patches from that and put them onto our own clothes without no. using them? No. As an or action, when you detach that? it. Okay. As an action, when you detach it, it from it. it, while you're wearing, you have to wear the robe. Action to pull it off, and okay. then it becomes the item. All right. Would she know the time frame? Like, would we have the option to possibly throw a patch? <laughs> you could certainly try. Like a ninja star? No, like have like, a, like a throw boat. a patch and have it turn into a boat. <laughs> you could certainly try. <laughs> throw a robe out. Yeah, just I, 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 my dream is to throw a horse at someone. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is a horse on it. <laughs> there are two patches with a horse on it. Oh my goodness! Now oh, that would probably hurt the horse. That's that's a bad idea. But yeah, <laughs> but a boat. It, I mean, yeah. it would it would hurt the person more. <laughs> <laughs> Who would like to have this? I hand it to whoever wants to hold it. Keep it. Keeper of the robe. I mean, you did the hug. Oh, you did the hug. This is a robe. Uh... You can you can wear this over any armors that you have on, and it's not going to interfere with them. It doesn't match my style, though. True. Well, you have a look going. I do. Doran's the one who came uh, up with the idea yeah. to clean. Fair point. I Would mean, be a bit may I? He doesn't seem may to I? <laughs> it clashes. So, with the if I may, <laughs> I do some fun. I do some fun stuff with magical items, especially ones that you can wear and use. So, if I may recommend anybody try this on. I was gonna say, I, as as long as no one minds, I, I will happily wear this. I, I mean, literally nothing but burlap tunic. So, yes, go ahead. Our guest, be our so guest. <laughs> takes the robe and as you affix it to yourself and put it on, it starts to take on the color and the texture of the clothes you're wearing underneath, and turns into a kind of Damn burlap it. long robe. <laughs> 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 Metal Gear Solid. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> it matched your vibe. I guess it matches. <laughs> Can oh, you man. tell it to change colors? <laughs> can never I, glow up. I don't think it works I, I, like that, Diggin. But I can try. I'm gonna think really hard about like the color blue. <laughs> the robe does not respond to you. First of all. <laughs> does the ring? Right. <laughs> you. Uh, although you're not wearing the ring, you can hear a child's voice in the distance. Purple, 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 green, green, green. <laughs> um, no, it does not change color. It, it uh, does match what you're wearing. Yeah. Um, yeah. The it's robe like of useful chameleon. items. Robe of useful items is in your equipment now okay um if you haven't used foundry before for this you can middle click one of those items and you can also edit the text if you click the little edit button and then you hit Control s to save it um you can track in the flavor text there what has been used that'd probably be the best way to do it uh, i've but in all my time we'll never tried middle clicking on foundry I... oh we, we uh... <laughs> i've never oh, <laughs> Magic. It's magic. Not. <laughs> she did it again. <laughs> it doesn't do it on the pop-out character sheet. I'll have to try it on the character sheet in actual. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yep. 
All right. But you have that. And then there was the little red stoppered potion. Who grabbed that? Resident um, taste tester. <laughs> I grab it. Okay. She was oh, a brave wait. woman. We'll remember her. <laughs> right, I just remembered my middle click is broken on my mouse. Don't drink that. I wouldn't drink no, it. No, no, no. No, no, wait. Yes. Let's see what happens. <laughs> right? I, I put my pointer finger in. I say a quick prayer to whoever will listen to me. <laughs> and I lick my finger. Here we go. It is a normal potion of healing. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Now. Size of disappointment? Size of relief! <laughs> it sounded like part of these people were disappointed. They're just like, oh man. I had hoped potion of fireball, but I don't know. Oh. Wait, who would it be centered on? Excellent question. We would find out. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm fire so, resistant, but I don't think you guys are. Fire resistant club. Wait, All the right. bunny well, is fire resistant? No, I'm not. I'm zero. <laughs> I will ablaze. The bunny is definitely not fire resistant. The bunny tastes good over an open flame. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Diggin, how do you feel about that conversation? <laughs> I thought you were my bodyguard. Well, um, this has... From what I can tell, no ill effects on me, but it appears that it'll be healing us in case of any bad situations. So, oh, um, I don't know whether we should give this to someone who is probably not, who is probably going to pass out in our next fight, or if we should give it to someone <laughs> who will definitely be around so they're able to give it to someone who's going to pass out. If that makes sense. That's a good question. Tactically, one might think a more survivable person so that they might either drink it themselves or as you said, give it to someone else who does go down a little bit faster. So, who's... who's? I've already got something. Give it to Tarak. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, lie, I was sure. like 80% hoping for that interaction to happen the way it did. <laughs> oh, dang it. No, I was looking down. Did you actually hand it to him across the table? Yeah, she actually missed it across the screen. <laughs> Thank goodness. It was perfect. I bet that looked funky. <laughs> oh, it looked really like it looked like your hand was just there. It looked fantastic. Um, <laughs> make sure in Foundry also you do uh, you do hand the item to him because you can right click an item in Foundry and give it to I somebody else. It is in your, I'm it's in it your was, character oh, sheet. It is my okay. Well, so I have how a do I healing too, give it? So I think we had it just. So how do I give it to him? No, no, no. I, right I already have one. I think it was oh. probably yours from. Before. Nope, that's one I just gave her. Oh, so okay. right click it. I have one too okay. already. Wait, yeah, I think right we purchased click. some. Right, right click. click and click give item. Give item, and I will give it not to dig into to rock. Okay. Then I will confirm. And it should pop over. There you go. Yep. Ta da! Yeah. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. All right. Magic. It's magic. <laughs> As uh, as you all are finishing up the discussion, the Yarin peeks her head in to the grove, looks around for a minute. Uh, do, Lord. Do, do you need anything cleaned? No. 
It's magic. Doran, no, all right. your clothes look a little patchier than normal. <laughs> um, uh, some prestidigitation. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Very good. I'm getting some sleep if somebody else wants to stand watch. Good night. What would you all like to do? Sleep sounds um, really good right now. Follow suit. Yeah, okay. Um, just as a precautionary watch. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's say precautionary measure. I have um, I have 100 feet of string uh, <laughs> and a little bell. Uh, and my favorite use of these two items is like basically a like jury rigged alarms bell since I don't have the spell. So I want to just like <laughs> set that up around the camp with the little uh, little pylons that I have and just kind of set up a perimeter. Okay. You make yourself a little perimeter. Having practiced this before, I'm going to just go ahead and say you're very proficient at doing it rather than make you roll any particular check. Um, and you all take turns sleeping throughout the night, get your rest, and get back on the road the next day and continue to travel. Um, actually, one thing I need you all to make sure you do because this was one of the wonders of Siorion being presented with this spectacular little area. I need everybody to make a wisdom check or an investigation check of your choice. You can either investigation check or wisdom uh, wisdom check your choice. Besties. Uh, um, 30, 20. Uh, 15. 20. Everybody who has beaten a 14, this kind of, this the image of this pool and one of the natural like magics and beauties of the world, this little hidden glade, um, as you guys finish solving this riddle and work through this little, um, this pillar, you're all kind of presented with some of the wonders of the deep old magic of Siorion and you feel invigorated and excited about your um, your continued mission and you guys are going to get a bonus on your arrival roll. However, Maximil, you you see this glade and this little slice of magic and it it weighs deep on your conscience and you think about all the questions you have about yourself and your place in the magical realm of Sirion and what it all really means to you. And you kind of get this these dark clouds hanging over your horizon, a little bit of a concern about the future. Um, you're going to gain a level of exhaustion as this kind of weighs on you and you're not able to Ouch. sleep properly through the night. Ouch. Alrighty, so what does that mean? A disadvantage on ability checks? Oh no. So you wake the next day and continue your travel um, on the 17th of Caspiel. And I need our scout Soren with advantage, please, for a self check. With advantage. Uh, da, 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 24. The 24. I think that's what I got. You spot out in front of you through yes. the thick forest, a downed tree, an old tree with moss covering it, downed in the distance, and you can hear a faint moaning and growling noise of something kind of crying in the distance. 
Um, Moaning, growling, and crying? Yeah, something that's distraught. Me. Oh, okay. (laughs) Me. Um, (laughs) Mood. (laughs) Hashtag mood. Hashtag me when we don't get together on a Monday. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay, so it sounds like some sort of thing in pain. Something in pain and distraught. And as you kind of round the corner of the tree you're looking forward, you can see pinned in some sort of a trap beneath this old tree is an Allosaurus, um, which is a think T-Rex. It looks like a large raptor. Um, My dinosaurs are dusty. Yep, Allosaurus. So okay. it's it's got you know large head, sharp teeth. Uh, it is a large size creature, so two by two. Um, got it. Meat eater. Huge, right. <laughs> huge, not large. So it is big. Um, it is large. Yeah, huge is three by three. So it's large, and it's it's trapped under this like there's some some rope and rigging, and it seems to have its legs stuck, and it's like kind of groaning and looks very exhausted as it's like reaching back trying to bite at the rope and can't quite reach it. Okay. Uh, and it looks like it's trapped by something it yeah you definitely spot like the rope that's trapped or that's wrapped around its leg all right um i would go back to the the group and kind of round up specifically pippi and tarak um um so we have a bit of a situation up ahead that is a what did you call them dinosaurs huge big old thing um trapped by something very likely she told us that this was goblin territory very likely goblins nearby possibly caught something that is a bit um bit bigger than they were hoping for i imagine um you have that ability still where you can help us move quietly right to rock oh muted can't quite hear Tarak. that is right okay um, maybe I don't suppose you would be able to use your, uh, f- your your familiar and scout the area a little bit so that we might determine if other things might be lying in wait. Wait, dinosaurs are real? Yeah. Apparently, I've never seen one. It's well, you just it's horrifying. Yeah, so you're, much you're very teeth. well aware of like dinosaur creatures being real. Me? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's something okay. that's common in jungles. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Undead are, like, you've read stories about undead being real and, like, question it, and you're like, you finally saw something, you're just like, oh, <laughs> gross. Dinosaurs, you're like, yeah, dinosaurs exist in the jungle. That's where they live. Okay, okay. You knew you were, you knew you were coming out to dinosaur territory. Yes. Are you guys Huge having thing. this conversation in in front of the group or separately? Yeah, yeah, not, not really? like not like away from anybody, just like, like hey, you two, I need you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, A life it's, it's worth it's saving. Full. Uh, possibly it might also turn around and then eat us it seems to be the meat eater type oh no bigger one but think about this right we free it right it likes us Uh, we have an allosaurus pet you've lost me no i don't think that's how that works (laughs) it may like us as it's dinner (laughs) but if we're friendly towards it I've never tried tiefling, but I imagine they might think it tastes delicious. So, I am not an expert on wild beasts. However, it seems to me 
could be a terrible idea. We have an expert on wild beasts. I don't. I'm not. I know fuck all about this. I'm sorry. Um. <sighs> Doran, no. Digin, maybe. Feel like you know weird things out of nowhere. <laughs> Digin, we'll take a look. That would Constantly be probably surprise like a nature, <laughs> a nature check, I'd imagine. Of, of all of us, it will probably like meddle the least. Digging will sure. go around the tree and take a look at, at the entrapment and excellent. What kind of creature this is? <laughs> As he's running off. Oh wait, but we might. If it eats him, then I don't know. Does magic healing work on metal? Oh god, what have we done? <laughs> does Does anyone know mending? No. Mend? Men? Mending. I can, oh. I can make it appear as though he's fixed with an illusion. No. <laughs> it's not helpful. I don't think oh. that will help. No. I can no. twinkle him. So I'm, I'm going to assume a perception <laughs> check. Give me a give me a stealth check as you are you trying to move up stealthily? Oh yeah. Yeah, so give me a stealth check and then go and give me a perception check. And a 19. Healthy boy. Wait. Where? Yes. We have horses. And then he would be our Perfect. friend. Perfect. First use. <laughs> Let us pin that. Let's, you guys let's put the pin in that one, put I think. pin in that idea, I think, maybe. <laughs> Distraction. Right. Throw the horse at it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... We're going to go ahead and call oh, you yes, over to battle map. Oh no. Oh no. Um and everybody else is back here at the back, and okay. you did say you were gonna talk with Puff as well, so I'm just moving you guys back to this back what? corner. So Diggin can go sneak up there and take a look. I just oh, see myself, and is that okay? Yeah, we my bad vision. one second. Yeah, follow time vision. There we go. There we go. Oh, and ah. I put Puff out there, and you should be able to see it. Sweet. Ah. Looks like a puma. <laughs> As a jackal. A oh, sorry. It's a jackal. Uh, a jackal. I still had. Uh... <laughs> I will fight you. <laughs> He's <laughs> not a jackal. Okay, Diggin, you are free to sneak up there and take a look. Dig. Everybody's drawing. Sorry. Oh. Not a problem. I got you. There we go. So from here, digging, you can definitely see the Allosaurus trapped at the base of the tree. Um, make a perception check for me. Um, perception. Oh, shiny. Oh, no. Ooh, can I give you him... Can, you can see can the I... rope, like, Someone. pointed out from back there. No, he is he is up on his own. No one can assist him with this mm -hmm. one. Actually, but having... I, was saying, having can I, I have inspiration. Oh. You do. Would you like to yeah, use your inspiration? Go. I am going go. to use my inspiration, and that is a reroll, correct? Yep. Go ahead and reroll it. Oh, no! No! Universe says no! Oh. <laughs> Alright, so a two on perception. Um, I, I mean, Soren pointed out that it was wrapped up around the legs before. Um, you can, it takes you a bit of peering through and you can see the monster or the creature monster, the uh, dinosaur kind of like rolling around trying to get its leg free and you can see where it's wrapped up. Both of its legs are caught up and it's, it's stuck to this tree and it's pretty thick, but pretty wiry rope as well. Looks very poorly made. You just can't quite tell from this distance anything about it. 
Um, um, let me pause you real quick there, Penelope. Um, you summon Puff. I have a Puff token there for you. You I should see. be able to move Puff around. Yes. I gave you owner permission, so you can move Puff to where Puff needs to go. Um, Soren, where did you want the use of Puff? Oh, I mean, I was thinking you could send him somewhere, I don't know, nearby to the, the, the jungles, the forests, to possibly see if there are any creatures lying in wait using this larger creature as bait for us. Oh, okay. Um, I will do that. It's a thought. I don't know. Oops. That is very good thinking. Oh, no. Move, movement. What happened? <laughs> Poor guy. No. Hold control and drag. Click and drag. And then once you have control. the line drawn out, press, press space. And then if you press space, it commits the move. So I can move him up to 150 feet, right? Um, he's uh, You're not in combat, so you can move him as much as you'd like to. And just kind of send him where you would like to send him. You'll okay. scamper that direction. Okay. So he goes scampering. And then you can uh, make a perception check for me. Did not mean to do that, my bad. <coughs> Lies. No, I didn't mean to roll that many. I accidentally clicked it, just <laughs> lagged out a bit for me. So I rerolled one. Alright. Puff heads up, and through Puff's eyes, um, Penelope, you spot very easily with their amazing three that they rolled. I always roll wonderfully <laughs> when it's time for things to happen. There is a group of goblins hiding in this tree. Oh, snap. Guys. And Penelope is the only one that sees it, and she can tell you guys as she's, like, in her little trance state. Oh, no. Guys, we have we have some company to the northwest oh, hell. of the dino. <sighs> okay. All right. How many have you seen? Yep, she can see four. Four. Diggin, what are you doing now that you hear Penelope kind of, or you see Puff kind of scamper off to your left there? You're, maybe uh, that's why you rolled a one twice, is that, you know, Puff mm -hmm. distracted you, and you're just like, oh, hi, Puff. <laughs> sure. That's exactly what it was. Let's go uh, with that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I saw that the creature was tied up, but I need to get a better look, so I'm, I'm getting closer. Um... I want to try and ascertain if it was like an intentional trap or if it's just tied up in some weird mess because I don't know what's happening here. But just trying to get a better idea of what this thing is stuck in okay. other than rope. That's wrong track, but not good enough. So, okay, it doesn't see you as you approach. But it appears to be some crude rope trap. You're not sure. Mm. And mm, what would you like to do with that information? And then we're going to pivot back to everybody else. 
I am going to, and the creature's laying down next to this log, unable yeah. to get up. It the seems ropes, the ropes are are tied up to the log. Like it seems that it's tangled up in this trap that is lashed to this big log here. Okay, I am general curiosity here. I'm gonna go to about here and see if I can get in and see if there's a way to untangle or if I have to like cut it free kind of like lean over the branch and take a look at it if I can see it from here okay um here a discord when you can please um you get close enough that it still hasn't noticed you and here uh, the goblins have not really changed their pace or anything it seems like they haven't noticed Diggin. Um, you didn't notice him either, but you know he's up here somewhere. And, uh, yeah. Diggin, you're close enough that the, uh, ropes are easy enough to, like, cut free from here. They're kind of wrapped up around the bottom. Okay. I will head back, knowing this information. Okay. And so my intention would be to go back to the party, but I'll I'll play it in steps. Okay. The rest of you don't know where Diggin's at, but Penelope said that there's goblins lying in wait. What would you like to do? Can we catch them on the element of surprise? Do we want to well, that was my them? thought, yes. Should I mean, we... I suppose we could go the long way around and just avoid the whole process entirely, but I feel like that might add travel time for us. Just a little bit. If he does his, uh, Sneaky thing. If Tarak makes us super sneaky, we should be able to, you know, tiptoe past them, and then we can avoid confrontation. After all, we don't really know. Yes. Why they're thought about that? That's actually a good idea. Hunting, you know, <sighs> don't know if they're automatically super bad. I would kind of feel bad if we just went in fireballs. In my experience, playing. any creature that would willingly trap another creature is bad. <laughs> that makes sense. <sighs> um. What do you think, Tarak? Go quietly, go quickly. I do not like goblins. And I do not like them trapping the creature. Yeah. Very well then. I'll uh, cast mage armor on myself. Again, can free the creature. So Diggin does walks, come up by about this point. Walks in very <laughs> phantom-like. Oh, so quiet. Sorry. That's no, fine. <clears throat> Just always expect metal to be louder. <laughs> Rude. Compliment. Oh, well. Um, Doran's gonna move up to the... Um, well, I guess he's gonna try and move as close to about here as you can get. Okay. Go and make um, a stealth check for me as you're kind of making your way up there quietly. Making my way? Uh, sorry. Stealth <laughs> oh, check. Oh, come on. I couldn't help myself. Mm. I just popped in there. <laughs> Everyone's excited for Thursday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super excited Natural for it. Natural 20. Nice. So 24. Yarn. Yarn says, what would you like me to do? 
Are we bringing this thing, or what are we doing? Well, well it's... If, if we free it first, the goblins will notice us. If we want yeah. to dispose of the goblins, we should do that first. There are goblins here. Oh, yes. yes. Sorry, we forgot Head to tell right you that. Um, Thank you. Um, I think Doran is off to uh, spy on them or something. Diggin can free the creature. They didn't see Diggin. I should make sure he doesn't go too far. And I could help us pass without trace, get close to the goblins, surprise them. Well, whatever you all want me to do, I'm, I'll fight anything at this point. Blood, it shall be. Oh boy. Alright. Diggin, what are you up to? Are you going to free this creature? It didn't tell me to. Okay. So, standing still! We should see what uh, Doran is doing. Let's just turn and look for Doran. Yep, Yarn Apollo suit as you all head up that direction. You said they're off in this bush right here? This one with this mark. Okay. Um, I do need stealth checks from everybody who's trying to be sneaky and head up that direction. We, uh, wait, wait, wait. Before oh. we do that, um, can we just do, can I cast Pass Without Trace? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So, Tarag brings his hands together and then expands them out, and as he does that, uh, veil of shadow and silence radiates out from him making mm. him and all the companions um invisible from detection all right so everyone gets advantage on their stealth rolls i believe is that the it's correct plus, wording 10. For plus, 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 10. plus 10 plus 10 so, so we got a 34 for doran everybody else going to roll a stealth check uh, for me time out Woo! um doran rolled survival not stealth it's still a natural 20, so what's your bonus there? Uh, it's I a plus two you... on stealth. So okay, it's so we a... use 20, so it's only a 32. Okay. <laughs> Diggins is a 37. Yeah. Jesus. All right, so I... 25. 15. Right, um... 27. Wait, what are we adding? 10. 10. Your stealth. 10. Pass without a trace. 27. Pass without a trace. Um, Yarn gets an 18. All right. You all slip relatively unnoticed up to this tree. And peering through the bushes, you all can spot now using the assistance from your friend, a group of four goblins. One that looks a little bigger and tougher than the rest lying in wait in the tree or underneath it like covered up in some of the foliage <clears throat> Doran, you and i focus on the big one leave the rest for them i think that is the plan all right okay i need everybody to roll initiative mm, yeah our first combat you guys yay is this our yeah. first oh, group no. combat Fan event. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I made like four whole sessions. Uh, press C. I think it auto adds us if we just click. Uh, yep. 
go and roll your shit. It auto adds you. That's very helpful. Okay. Rad. Where? Where? Oh, I don't see the, yeah. the little press C. Hit C. Hit C to open your character sheet, and then yeah, you can double click the initiative. Any. Yeah. It's any right up next to any. your armor class. Ah, uh, I see. Alright. Did I roll initiative? I have a plus point two to my initiative. <laughs> yeah, it does a it does a deck scaling modifier based on in case you guys roll the same. It adds that oh, plus point bonus to be able to make it so there's a difference. Do I have disadvantage on initiative? Yes, you do. Oh, it is an ability. It is an ability check. Initiative is a dexterity based initiative ability check. So you should roll again, and I'll okay. update your your value. Uh, I'm trying to roll, but it's not rolling. Did you get a roll? Oh, it probably. Um, go ahead and roll a d20. Go ahead and roll a d20 for me, and I'll update it. So you get a plus one point one two. Just straight roll a d20 for me, and we'll fix it up here. Okay. Sorry. No problem. Again, so your your 16 stands because you would have had 17.12 of that so 16 stands all right all of the other creatures in the combat are surprised so they will take no action on their first turn here to rock you're the first act what would you like to do so there are four you said one of them looks like the bigger one that's the one that yep um, this guy looks a little bit burlier than the rest of them. Okay. Just uh, So real quick, Tarak, since you're the first to act, what is something unique about this goblin boss? Goblin boss? Well, Tarak does not really like goblins anyway, but upon seeing him, he notices that this one seems to be particularly large and and fierce looking more so than he has seen before he, uh, so it's a a yeah. goblin with larger gnashing teeth you can see the clips missing out of his ears from the additional battle scarring but he looks very very ripped and very fierce all right what would you like to do Tarak? um um Tarak is going to uh use his quarter staff and um, since I, I think we said you guys are going to take care of, I, I think it's Doran and who's going to take care of the big one? The Orans. The Orans? <laughs> yeah. Right. The Orans. All right. Then Tarak nice. is going to go for one of the other ones and uh, swing his quarterstaff over his head. And, oh, you got to uh, get up there first for me. Sorry, sorry. You got 40 feet of movement, so right. you're going to be... You're not quite close enough to be able to reach him. Uh, You're. Oh, but I thought. Step up the wind. Yeah, I thought we were going to use our um, pass without a trace to get really close to them. We can't approach them. So you guys, you guys pass without a trace back here, and they haven't seen you, so they will be surprised until the round of combat where you guys strike them. They haven't noticed you. So if you want to spend your first round moving up to position, they haven't seen you guys yet. You're basically invisible through the the, the, the trees here. Okay. Um, so if, well, real quick, just a quick point of order to make this easy. Does everybody want to step up right up next to these guys to where you can strike yes. them from the first round? Yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. So we will we just can. do that then. Let me, let me move everybody up a little ways. We'll put you guys to like right 
here, which should make right. you within striking distance for everybody. That works. There. That saves us a round of having to deal with those shenanigans. Okay. <laughs> you guys sneak up real close, and Tarak, you can charge up to whoever you'd like. Rock should be right in there. Yeah. You're right there, where he's... Yeah, yeah that's... Right. Okay, so is that the big guy? Yeah. This is the big nasty looking one. So, Tarak is going to charge right next to the other guy. Swing okay. his quarter staff over his head. And attack. And I rolled previously and it was a 17, unless you would like me to roll it. Nope, 17 is just fine. One second. So that was the versatile damage with the quarter staff, and it was a 10. Perfect. And then... So, out of the bushes, Barak slips up to this poor, unsuspecting goblin who immediately gets cracked in the head. And falls to the ground. Bonk. Dang. Bonk. Quarterstaff out of the out of the uh, the bushes the and knocks this one unconscious. And you hear a little bit of <laughs> from the rest of them as they freak out and see this flurry of blows coming out. So what else would you like to do, Tarak? Is he dead or is he? Still... Oh, he's dead. He's, he's dead. absolutely dead. You smashed him. Dang. Um, all right. Uh, or I guess I can't really use uh, my unarmed strike or flurry of blows on any of the other ones, right? And they're too far to get to and then use my bonus action. Um, You should say if you take the attack action, you can spend... So you can still use those since you took the attack action and you only moved 15 feet. So you have another 25 feet of movement. Okay. So Tarak is going to move next to the other little guy and then okay. do flurry of blows mm -hmm. so i have okay. to spend uh, one key point to do it I don't yep so um, and you can make two unarmed strikes okay so i'm going to attack. that's a, a 12. 12 to hit is a miss unfortunately and then okay and then the other one And, uh, a nine. All right. Do we still have this that plus is... one on things? What, what? Um, that's for the travel. Oh, okay. You have a plus one to the travel arrival roll. So you spring out of the bushes at the first one. The second one is scrambling in a panic so quickly that you're not quite able to get the strikes into him. All right, Tarak, anything else you'd like to do for your turn? And um, Max Mill is on deck. Okay, so wait, I'm next? Uh, you're on deck, yep. Anything else for Tarak? No. Okay, Tarak is done. Maximil, you're up with Doran on deck. Alrighty. Um, I'd like to use my movement. Three, four, no, that's three, four, five, six. And okay. I would like to cast Witch Bolt on this guy. Uh, I don't, on yep. that one. Click and hold. Click and hold, and it will uh, ping for me. There you go, perfect. Okay, which okay. bolt to that one? So, 
gotta remember it's been like a month since anybody's done a combat in this you guys have been you guys have been so like so negotiating an rp up until this point like you guys haven't had to scrap yet Alrighty. <laughs> nice which boys oh. Oh. oh yeah it's dangerous but, um we do have powerful crits on spells as well so, heck yeah that is a um, D12 of damage, so you get the 12 maximized, and I need you to roll another two D12. Oh, um, very cool. You can roll it if you like, but that goblin vaporizes. <laughs> I will. strikes him just... <laughs> I would like to uh, actually roll the 2 D12 just to see how much he vaporizes, if so, that's okay. We do powerful crits. So our system is powerful crits. You automatically get your first set of attack dice maximized. Nice. So it's going to do 12 plus a d12 damage. So go ahead and roll a d12 damage okay. and see how much you smoke them for. Okay, okay. So this d12. is going to determine how thinly misted the viscera is that coats Tarak. And oh Tarak, my god. He is Tarak, it is It is just vapors of blood kind of splatter and coach you. you you get a light misting as this <laughs> goblin is absolutely deleted from existence sorry that's a little messy anything else for maximil um other than the fact that now she kind of smells like ozone and sparks went <laughs> flying when she cast that nope all right doran you're up penelope you're on deck it. all right uh doran is going to move up to the big guy and he's going to rage. Yes. Rage. Yeah! All right, I do have my rage macro for Doran. There you Dang. go. Okay. Good. Cool. I am now raging. Uh, what happens, DM? Um, you get to roll that. Oh, I do. I thought you wanted to roll that. I what do happens? have a. Oh, I had a thing for roll a D eight for me. We'll check the. We'll get the macro fix later. But go ahead and roll. Okay. He's, he's that kind. That's cool. <laughs> no one has seen this yet. So Doran goes into a rage, and you, the rest of you, see very simply with a puff of glitter and flower petals, this flump or a pixie. Which is it? A flump for a pixie? Uh, we'll go with a flump. Yes. All right. It goes <laughs> poof into existence, and pops up where? Go ahead and ping for me. Uh, it'll pop up uh, right oh here. Sounds about good. Okay. Ah, a tiny... <laughs> a little creature. It's if you would drag out... This whole situation is horrifying, but amazing at the same time. <laughs> spaghetti monster! Spaghetti monster! <laughs> Alright, my flump is not dragging out for some reason, but there is a flump here. Okay, there is a flump there. He's not being added to the area for some reason. Oh, that might be why. Let me see if that fixes it. I think I had the wrong tool selected. Nope. Okay. So there's a flump there. We'll get okay. that sorted out in a bit here. Uh, and then that'll happen at the end of the turn. So then I'm going to take my attack action with my greatsword against the goblin boss. Okay. This is very strange that it's not letting me do that. That's annoying. But okay, a 22 to hit. Definitely 22 to hits. hit and 14 slashing damage. Okay. 
Um, it tries to step back, but the, the the sharp edge of your blade manages to catch it in the leg, and you hear a cry of agony. Um, those of you on the back line, very quickly, let's see, who's there? We have Soren, Diggin, and Penelope. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Penelope, you see the Allosaurus stop struggling and look over in that direction, but that's it. Okay. Oh, don't do it. Alright. Anything else for Doran? Uh, that is Doran's turn, however, at the end of... So this is at the end of the current turn. It turn. Okay, yep. so it's so a whole... The whole, the whole turn. Ra- okay, yeah. Okay. I don't know why I can't add anything to this scene. I'm going to switch scenes really quick and come back. Pippi, you are up with Soren on deck. Am I able to firebolt what's holding the Allosaurus down? Yeah, you can make an attack roll. You can make an attack roll against the rope if you like. Yes. It's happening. Okay. (laughs) It was nice playing Maximil. It was nice playing Maximil. Yeah, you're first in line, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm reloading my, my foundry. It bugged out on me. I tried to switch oh, no. pages, so I'll be just a second. Got a 22 on the firebolt. Yes. Okay. I see oh, 22 on the cool. firebolt. That firebolt streaks out and hits the rope at the bottom of the tree um, and kind of singes it off. And, yeah. Unfortunately, like it can't take any reaction this turn because it's technically surprised as well. You all snuck in there, so it doesn't do anything yet. But it does kind of pop the rope, kind of disintegrates off of the tree itself, but it's still wrapped around its legs. Um, so it may be may be able to loosen itself on its turn. We'll see. Ah! Yay, flump! There's a flump. Oh my god! Yay, the flump! You all hear a little <sighs> as this flump appears, <laughs> kind of wheezes out. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anything else for Penelope? You shoot the the, the firebolt at the tree, um, singe the rope off. Anything else for you? No, that's it. Soren, you are up with Diggin on deck. Alright, so I'm gonna run up here, there, and like as I'm running, I want to try and like jump and stab into the, uh, the, the goblin guy there. Um, can I use my inspiration for the attack, like, preemptively? Yes, you may. Cool. So I'm going to roll that with advantage. Stabby wizard. Okay, oh. uh, 21. Oh, 21 to hit and definitely hits. Okay, um, cool. And then uh, sneak attack because okay. there's a guy right there, yeah? Yes, there is. Rad. All right, so 16. 16 points of damage. You get up there, you get a good look at this goblin that's got... Now that it's been like attacked and like all of you are kind of sitting there, it prepares itself and doesn't quite do much as you run your rapier straight through its heart, um, through the flaming eye symbol on its chest, indicating its clan. Flaming eye. And it just kind of goes and falls over. All right. Okay. Anything else for Soren? Um, it would be like an action to see if the, the the dinosaur is about to come and eat us, wouldn't it? 
It's not an action. It's still kind of laying on its side. It's really looking around a little confused. It is surprised, so it can't take an action or a reaction this turn. So it unfortunately has no indicator of what's happening right now. Okay. Um, I don't know what the flump is going to do, so I'm going to move back 10 feet that way. (laughs) Okay. Good idea. Anything else for you? No, that's it. Uh, Action and uh, movement. No bonus action for this one. Diggin, you are up. What would you like to do? You are still stealth. Can I make an insight check on the dinosaur to see if it's mad at us? Um, Or mad at Penelope? (laughs) I'll just, I'll give you the glance over look at it. It's very confused right now. It doesn't, it's still processing what's going on. It hasn't reacted or made any movements yet it doesn't really know what's happening it was you know legs were tied up a lot of yelling just happened and loud noises and it's kind of looking your guys's direction but you can't tell what's going on yet um okay i am going to make a judgment call here because my friends are in danger um i am going to Action, dash, and jump here. Okay. And I'm going to jump towards the creature on the thing. No weapons. And I'll point. Run. You are free, creature. (laughs) Okay. Anything else for for digging? No, but can I persuade the T-Rexy thing? (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Make a make an animal handling check <laughs> at disadvantage. Oh no! It's okay. Oh no! No! Oh. <laughs> he points off, run, creature, and the, the allosaurus is very confused, kind of looking around for a moment. <laughs> yes. Okay. Didn't think this one through. <laughs> I'll just I'll stay there. <laughs> okay. All right. End of Diggin's turn. All right. Top of the combat round here. That thing explode. Technically, the flump should have exploded at the end of my turn, but... It's uh, the end of the combat round. Uh, Check the text on it. It should say... uh, It says, uh, at the end of the current turn. That should be... Oh, it it is the current turn. So, yeah, that... That Chris has played. Our Sunday Wild Magic yeah. Barbarian has played that incorrectly because he's always played it. Oh, we played yeah. at the end of the current oh. round, but it is. If it says the end of the current turn, turn then that definitely yeah. means your turn. So, yep. yeah, we're going to fix that for Magnus on Sundays because yep. he's been <laughs> seen a little bit. <laughs> Flump goes Flump, and explodes. Oh, but no. then on each of my turns as a bonus action, I can resummon it. Yep. Hey. Oh, interesting. Okay. Dig in. Uh-oh. As you say, run that way. You hear a soof as an arrow comes flying at you from the south. South. There's more! Wait, the southeast. East? Dig in 23 to hit. Yeah, no, that doesn't. What? <laughs> it is. Oh. <laughs> You got. And you can see down here in this bush a goblin leaning out of the tree, shoots an arrow, 
Um, four points of piercing damage. And I like oh, point point towards it. <laughs> while yeah, it you gotta me? turn your point towards it, and you look back at the Allosaurus as it takes its turn and <clears throat> raises its body, and you can see in terrible orange paint the burning red eye across its chest as it looks at you and goes and charges you. I thought it would be a pet. I made a mistake. It was their pet. It was already a pet. Uh Uh-oh. It Uh. runs straight towards you and attempts to claw you, Diggin. I'm sorry. Diggin, 15 (laughs) to hit. That's my AC. Seven points of damage. And you need to make a strength so, or you need to make a strength saving throw. Hmm. Oh. It leaps forward <laughs> towards you and pounces at you, and with one of its claws, An smashes eight. into Diggin's chest, ah. knocks him prone, and then goes <laughs> and chomps down. Diggin, thirteen to hit. Miss. Ooh, Good, because you missed maximum bite damage. Oh wait, you are prone. Oh, no. You are prone, so it oh, gets advantage on that attack. Damn. Its advantage roll was a one, so it gets a thirteen <laughs> to hit. Nice. Yeah, okay. Allosaurus does not chomp into Diggin's throat, but Diggin, you are knocked prone, and the Allosaurus has a giant claw on top of you. All right. Tarak, you are up. Uh, you are all very aware of what has happened now and have all made the... You can see the large burning eye mark painted on it. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. That's too far. That I can't do that even when I dash, right? If you step up the wind, you could make it. Yeah. Okay. Um... So Turok uses a step of the wind. Mm-hmm. Okay. So spend a key point and you are up to 80 feet of movement. Or sorry. Yeah, you can use your dash action as a bonus action on your turn. So you'll be able to get up and still make one standard action. Okay, go and make an attack roll for me. 22 is a hit. And versatile damage. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that was a roll. Or seven points of damage. Okay. Anything else for Tarok? That would that would have been move standard and bonus. Okay. Next up, I accidentally bumped on my work monitor. Tarak, now that you've stepped up, you hear as an arrow flies at you from the tree. Tree. Alright, that is a 22 to hit. Tarak. You bastards. Uh, But I can use my reaction. Yeah! Yes! (laughs) Yes. Yep, you can use it to deflect missiles, that's correct. All right, roll a d10. You got this. Ooh, what is that? One. You, you reduce the oh, damage to zero. <laughs> nice. 
all right, um, all right. Unfortunately, since you are using the quarter staff as a versatile weapon with two hands, you don't have the free hand to grab the arrow, but you quickly oh. knock it out of the way with your quarter staff. The arrow goes flying. Okay. All right. Uh, Max, Emil, you are up with Doran on deck. Yeah. Alrighty. Um. I should note, as this creature stood up, you all see the ropes were just very loosely laid around its legs, and they just kind of fell off of the Allosaurus. Mean. You chased me. Digging solid one perception to see the ropes. Made it even better. <laughs> okay. It's perfect. Dollar Rose. All right, Maximil, what would you like to do? <laughs> I <laughs> would like to go up, use my full movement to get to the Allosaurus. Mm -hmm. And for flavor, um, I'm going to use my quarter strap, but in reality, it's I would like to cast Shocking Grasp, but I would okay. just like to spin my quarter staff and smack it and let, you know, this blue energy of sparks try and hurt okay. it. That sounds um, good. Make an attack roll, then. I'm going to say. I am, Please I am don't all attack for us. flavor. Okay. It's. Is it going to let me... Yep. You still try to make your... You say you, it's still a touch attack, so even mm -hmm. if you want to channel it through your quarterstaff, totally yeah. fine. I'm cool with it. I, I'm just trying to cast it using... If, there we go. There we go. All 23 right. is a hit, for sure. Alrighty then, let's roll for damage. Um, and it cannot take a reaction, so seven points of lightning damage, and it cannot react. Got it. Anything else for Maximil? I believe that is all. Yeah, I can't really do anything on my bonus. Okay. So. Doran is up with Penelope on deck. Doran can only get about as close as here. Um, but he is going to use okay. his bonus action to summon the flump again. And he's going to summon okay. it here. There's still a goblin up there. Yeah. They're still going to cause damage. All right. Where were you summoning the flump at? Sorry. Right here. Got it. Here. As the flump pops out, and I can't drop things out onto the world again. Hmm. That is annoying. But, flump is there. Flumpkins. That is really silly. I don't know why it's doing that. Alright. Doran... Unfortunately, summoning the flump is not an attack. I don't believe yeah. I'm double-checking something for you. You haven't attacked. You summon the flump. Well, I think that's still an attack, since you're summoning the flump and it's making an effect on it. So we will call that an attack, since you're still using your ability. I will All not right. punish you for that. I dig Okay, um, go ahead, and what is the uh, dex so, save on that for uh, me? Uh, dex save would be... Oh gosh, hang on. Uh, trying to remember what it would be. Should be DC listed in... 8 plus 
proficiency plus con. So uh, two plus two is four plus eight would be a DC 12 dexterity check. Okay. Um, does it take half damage when it fails or succeeds? Um, must succeed on DC at a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. Doesn't say. Okay. So it does manage to save. You hear the rest of you hear the as the flump appears and goes um, but it does kind of step out of the way okay anything else for Doran uh, that's move bonus I mean you can still take weapons. the dash action if you like I, I could um, well, what's the dash the again action. that term converts your um, standard action to a move basically okay so let's do yeah let me um Let me get to here. Okay. Yeah. Oops, I clicked the wrong thing, but oh well, it's fine. There. Yeah, the tree roots are fairly rotted, so it's not going to be a difficult terrain or anything like that for you. All right, okay. that's all your actions. Penelope, you're up with uh, Soren on deck. I will use firebolts to hit the remaining goblin up top. Okay, sounds good. Go ahead and make your attack roll for me. A 17 is a hit and damage. Oh. Two points of fire damage. The rest of you hear the firebolt go into the tree and a little <laughs> as this goblin falls out of it. <laughs> little baby goblin. And drops dead. Oh, okay. Two points. Oh. And then I will... We play with, uh, for DMs that have, have questions, we play with uh, minion monsters a lot, where sometimes I'll overload a bunch of little monsters, and instead of having them have a D10 hit points, they'll just have one. Just because I like lots of combatants sometimes, and you guys can then cut through swathes of them like total badasses. <gasps> oh, I did I'm... forget to do this, too. Shoot. Oh. Yarn is totally on the initiative. So... Oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> She was like, I was oh, hiding behind oh. She's so quiet. She's so quiet. We just forget. <laughs> it was she saw the goblins and was just like, mm, goblins are tough. Now that she sees it, now that she sees the Allosaurus, she kind of wants to do something. It's easy to miss her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So you slip behind Yarn, duck behind the giant Goliath. You're, you're about the size of her calf anyways. Your dress <laughs> sticks out a little bit, but you're definitely right behind her. Um, she's going to give you half cover. If anything tries what? to shoot you. Okay. So okay. Um, Soren, you're up with digging on deck. Okay, so I'm gonna use 35 feet of movement to get here. I'm gonna try and use mind sliver on the big guy Ooh. for my action. Um, okay. So I need an intelligence save from him. That is a fail. It takes okay, five so points of psychic damage. And he subtracts a uh, 1d4 from his next saving throw. Got it. Um, then I'm also going to activate my blade song, so I'll just pull back out the rapier and just... <laughs> ready to go. Okay. Nice. That's 1d4 on saves, and still no reaction this turn. All right. Dig in. Sorry, Soren, you're all set? Uh, yeah, that's uh, action, bonus action movement. All good. Okay, digging. You are up. Does it have me like pinned to the ground where I can't get up? You are just knocked prone. It smacked you across the chest and like 
kind of like stood on you briefly to bite down on you, but didn't keep its claw on you. So you're just prone on the ground. I am going to, uh, let's see. I'm going to kip up. Uh, so for those of you not break dancers, uh, go <laughs> two hands on my shoulders and kind of push myself up. And as I do in the air, I'm going to try and jump up, grab my daggers and come down on it with both daggers. Okay. That's so cool. Okay. Go and make your attack yeah. roll. And these will be sneak attacks and something else is next to it. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to roll that that's... that way, but I did it. So that's 20 the is a hit. main hand. And then I'll roll the offhand here. Uh, 11 and for the second. 11 is unfortunately a miss. Okay, so the first one is 7 plus this. Okay. Yes, I think that's how that works, right? You... Yep, you did it. All right, and then I'll just be ready, kind of. Uh, well, Diggin doesn't really have a a smirk, but it'll just be grin, uh, kind of battle ready stance. Bring it. Okay. No longer prone, so let me remove that. Okay. Um, none of you speak goblin, but you do hear some chittering coming from the bushes to the south. And one of the goblins jumps down for the tree and starts to run at full speed. Wimp. At us out of sight. Away. Oh. He heads off the map out of sight. Away. And ducks into the bushes and runs. Yarin kind of looks at the giant creature and goes, is a good fight here. And she charges forward. Let's see, she has 30 feet of movement. Oops. So she'll step up, pull out a javelin, and just huck it at it. So let me go ahead and have... Let's see. One, two, three. Soren, give me a d20. Uh, okay. For her attack roll with her plus six to hit. Deuces are not oh. wild here. The javelin goes <laughs> into the tree. She goes, oh, no. uh, oh, it slipped. <laughs> I love her. And um, she goes, okay, okay, okay. I got, I got this. She pulls out her second javelin and goes, boom, with the other arm. Um, D6 again. Let's see. Penelope, give me a D20, please, for the second one. Oh, my God. Oh. She, she watches oh it. Oh, my God. Goes, what? What? What is this? <laughs> they all have her not helping. Jungle. <sighs> Next. She gets a little grumpy. And... Next turn. Okay. Back at the top with one of the goblins. Who, um, seeing things kind of going south, he also <laughs> jumps down from the tree and takes off running. Up, up, up. Good. Runs off. Abandon your pet, you cowards. The Allosaurus is up next. Um, kind of just in a fit of rage, just angry and splashing at things. It kind of gets back into a defensive posture. And, um,. It'll slash out and tail whip all of you. Digging. It is locked Ouch. in. Ouch. 
<laughs> and uh, digging it attempts to bite you. 14 to hit. Miss. Okay. That is its turn. Tara, you are up. All right. Um, Tara grasps his quarterstaff and aims the end of it for the creature's eye. Okay. 15. 15 to hit is a hit. Yes. All right. so that's damage. That's an Ooh. 8 plus that... 3. That's 11. 11 points of damage. Tarak brings the quarterstaff just right under the eye. And the creature in pain and looks back at you now with one eye. And with my uh, bonus action, I'm going to do unarmed strike and go for the other eye. Okay. <laughs> That's got to hit. Tarak, how do you want to do this? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's good. But we like to let you describe it, so I'm going to give you uh. the scene here and... Uh, Pull a little bit from Critical Role because I love letting you guys describe it. So, how do you want Tarak, this thing to die? Tarak turns his hand into a, a knife hand and just reaches Ooh. back and goes straight for the creature's oh. eye, impaling it, the, the hand as deep as it can right oh, no. into the brain. Oh. Nice. Oh. Make a dexterity save for me. Uh. Oh. oh no. <laughs> what? You're just, you're just, you're just playing us, right? <laughs> well, I you get it right in there. Are you gonna use your inspiration, or yes. what's your plan? I was just going okay. to say, I'd like to use my inspiration. Go ahead. <laughs> Reroll. All right, all right, all right. You got this. You got this. Good thinking. Come on. All right. Okay. With an eighteen, better. it gets in there and you can feel it just get right in through the the ocular cavity hitting the brain and then the creature immediately falls but you're quickly able to pull your hand back before the weight of the creature pulls you down with it and you end up landing on top of it and you quickly step back as the allosaurus falls to the ground shake off the blood anything else for Tarak? no I think that was enough (laughs) <laughs> the third goblin the third goblin seeing this hightails it and books it out of the area as well they have a pretty high wisdom I guess yeah now when they're about to get shanked yeah with a hand with a f- you all yeah, catch your breath like kind of look down back at the ropes and you can see how shoddily they were just laid about the allosaurus's feet to give the illusion that it was trapped here waiting for you. You only have a brief second to catch your breath and take a look around, but you are definitely deep in goblin territory now. Are we all murderers now? You, you know, it was going to kill it's, us. It's good that the few escaped because I'm sure that uh, this is going to, word is going to get around. <laughs> so I hope they tell their friends. Diggin's going to. Diggin's gonna stand over the head of this thing and just start stabbing it with his dagger. <laughs> and just, just both of them, just making Diggin, sure Diggin, it's dead. You, you, you got it. It's, I mean, it, you punched its face off. It's, uh, whatever. 
Well, Again, does not want this thing to be of the unliving variety. Ah, oh, yeah. Can that happen? Well, that can happen. Oh God, can that no happen? No idea. Not taking the chance. That's fair. Good idea. I'd like to break off a tooth. Okay. Give me a strength check. Cool. Token. And while you're rolling that strength check, I will say... Oh, no! That, um, oh, God! <laughs> inspiration! 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspiration! <laughs> yes! I love it. While you're fixing this, uh, how do you want to do this? Is a critical oh, no. trade or a trademark, so... Oh, we're really? not going to be using that in the future. Yeah, we're not going to use that in the future. I just Googled it really quick just to be certain, but I do like to let you guys describe it, so we'll come up with uh, our own little catchphrase, yeah. but you guys do get to describe the last kill, just because I think it's so cool. Double net ones again. Oh my god. Man, the oh, dice. Uh, I think there's today. I think there's Unreal. something wrong. The dice gods are evil today. <laughs> there's something <laughs> wrong, wrong with the Matrix. Oh. You try to grab a tooth and you get a hold of one and it just like snaps in half and like oh. shatters a bit. And you can't That's... get a clean pull on. It might be okay. You get you get a piece of it and it's about three or four inches long. It's not a full tooth, and it's got a crack running down it, so you can tell that it's probably gonna start to Is it a get smelly bang? soon. <laughs> it's it, 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 I think these things are just full on incisors all the way around. This yeah. big sharp, scary tooth. <laughs> it's when you crack um, your tooth on the Jolly Rancher. Exactly. But with that, you guys stand over the viscera of your first combat, deep in the jungle of Katala well within goblin territory with some clan of goblins with an emblazoned eye as their symbol looking around and remembering that you, know, you still got things to do and there's a tough road ahead and things they up here definitely want to kill you digging is hurt and that's where we're in the session <laughs> yeah. on stuff ouch uh, do healing ouch. potions work on digging God, no I idea. So. <laughs> <laughs> Might I as well try. I haven't drank one, so no idea. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, let's see. Uh, no. So, I mean, just like regular Warforged, um, you don't have to eat or drink, but you do have the capacity for ingesting things if you need to. So. Adding lubricants <laughs> and things to your interior workings. I have a weird fuel gasket somewhere. <laughs> you, can, nice. you can pour a liquid in and see what happens but that's where we'll just goes back and there's a, a weird little right. mouth <laughs> just kind of burnt, pops up like a pez dispenser oh my god <laughs> <laughs> awesome we are are we on a break next week is baby coming we oh yeah i don't know. think you can anticipate that but he, maybe <laughs> can't really tell yeah. Like okay. a week ago, I told like I think I told you guys a week ago or so when people were on vacation, I was talking to a few people and I was like, "Hey, uh, the doctor said she's huge. It could be any day now." She went in today, and they're like, "Just kidding, it's a small baby. We don't know when it's going." I'm like, "Make up your minds, people." <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So it really could okay. be any time. Um, but yeah, if 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 it is canceled, um, Josh and I have already set up that he will. Josh will notify you guys. I will text him, baby, and he will know okay. what's going down. <laughs> I'll text him back. Thanks, honey. 
Love you too. Yes. Right. <laughs> Perfect. Steer. Awesome. Okay. I and it. I think that's it. Thank you guys. Thank you everyone for showing up. Thank you for playing. Uh, Thank everyone. This is a live show every Monday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the YouTube will be up in a couple of days. And uh, the audio only will also be up in a couple of days. And you can find all that information at spellcastadventures.com. Have a good night, everyone. Um, bye. 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 bye.